welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to Moralia Python Radio. It feels good to be back in uh, on the show. Uh, Some of us never left. I mean, if we really want to get into it, Other, others have been here. <laughs> The entire time, yeah. holding down the fort, if you will. So. Mhm. Yeah, the show last week was pretty good. It was uh, quite uh, enjoyable as I rode through Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, you know, we tried, and uh, we figured you. Uh, it must have done something good because then you went on a insane scrub kick, the likes of which I have not <laughs> seen for several years. You know. Uh, what are you talking about? I only got a tannin bar. Yeah, oh no, but that's it. where that's where it starts. You got a Tanamar. <laughs> that's that's like the least yeah. favored one of them all. So for you to start with a yeah. Tanamar, it's because Malukins weren't available. So let's be honest. So yeah. you know, here we are. Soon Ooh, you'll be adding you Malukins know, and Halmahera and Barnex. Well, I've, so. Uh, we've eaten. I've eaten my words a few times on the show, and yeah. um, <laughs> it wasn't ever. And I, and I believe I said this way back in the time is that the reason that I kind of got out of scrubs was because of the setup that I had made it nearly impossible to work with scrubs. But now that I'm in this new spot, I've I've had these uh, southerns, marooks, whatever you want to call them. Um, mm-hmm. I've had them for about a year now, and um, Eh, maybe maybe shorter than that, maybe like seven months or so. Um, but they're doing real good. Um, and I have a uh, uh, Highland animal. Yeah. All that I picked up from Dan. And, you know, you listen to the show from whenever. That was like the creme de la creme of scrub pythons was to have an oxobull or a Highland type animal, you know, with the orange flanks and whatnot. So... They've never really been out 100%. Um, I kind of got bummed when my Halmahera female died, so I wanted to get that yeah. project up and going again. But the thing that sucks is they're so hard to find. And yeah, they are. Sort of like <laughs> you have to know somebody to know, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I've I, I just been waiting around patiently, and I was cruising around Kingsnake of all places. You know, um, mm-hmm. I figured that's where they sell those kind of animals. <laughs> um, that, yeah, you, so, you'd uh, probably be right. <laughs> yeah. So I was over there and I was checking things out and I saw a female tannin bar and I kind of regret. So I had a really nice pair. I had an exanic, not an exanic, a xantic. An exantic, yeah. Uh, yeah. Male that, and was beautiful, patternless. Um I sold them. Actually, I sold them to you, who you then sold to somebody. Um, yeah, yeah, it went somewhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I kind of always miss you know working with those, uh, even though they're not Morelli anymore. They're still kind of, I don't know. I consider them. I, I taxonomically they're not Morelli, but they're kind of in that group to me. You know, the long, thin, prehensile tail, really cool scales on the head type of python price is right so i jumped on it so, yeah why not now that now that i'm in a good spot you know uh 
it makes it much easier to uh, to work with those kind of things, you know. And now I'm settled and I won't be moving and all that shit. You you pretty much still Dory. You're just gonna die in this house, and that's it. And she better get up used to it. So <laughs> not until not until I breed some scrubs, then we can move. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, no. We have to yeah, wait for that's... the babies to come, then we can move again. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. I mean, that's a nice little uh, foray into a species that you had deemed never again ever. So it's good to see that you I think know that was we more can go you. back. <laughs> oh yeah, it was probably probably was more me. I. I Never again. Never again. Which, su- so, which surprises me because you like things that that bite and attack. I so, like the ones that are predictable. Scrubs, eh, they're they're a lot. What are you talking of, about? They're the most predictable. They are no, like <laughs> no, exactly. But the way they do it, I mean, the white lips have a certain thing. You know, they're they're gonna do this, this, and this. They're either they're gonna bluff you, then they're gonna try to bite you. And they're easily defeated if they're in a bin. So, you know, a scrub, you, you, you think it's in the bin and it's poking its head out a little bit. All of a sudden now eight feet of it is in your face. So, you know, so <laughs> just no, a little too quick for me. So yeah. I'll be happy with the animals that I have. Yeah, no more scrubs. No more scrubs. Maybe Malukins. Yeah. No more scrubs. So. <laughs> Maybe Malukins. Maybe Malukins. Um, yeah, until you see a nice sarong barnack or, you know, that, something yeah, like that. The dangerous that is, is hanging out with Chris is that, you know, I see all these things. And uh-huh. if he, when he starts breeding them, they will ha- there will be babies within my fingertips, and I have to be like, nope, and run away. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of purchases. Okay. I have fallen victim once again to stripes that have been produced by Jason Balin. Did you pick up some of those tigers? Holy shit, I they were nice. Picked up one of the. I picked up a baby boy because Did I have it? this. Yeah, I pick. I grabbed the boy, and I have this really really nice striped red tiger uh, female that I got when I picked up the clutch from Kyle. Um, who bred red line animals and stuff like that. So now I've got her that's been slightly removed, and then I have straight from the sources this boy coming, and I'm like, yes, now we can finally get really, really, really nice striped tigers. So I'm excited. I really want just cool striped tigers. So wow. even though I could probably okay. make really nice striped tigers, but this is just makes me happier. So I don't know. <laughs> Buying it and having it now. So That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's some of that. That, that clutch. so, what was that clutch? What was that clutch? Was it I, what? I want to say tiger it was a red tiger. I think so. I think it was red tiger to red tiger. But I think this was his like second generation of red tigers after he's already done all that stuff. So uh, I originally bought so this, his red tigers. Um, I think I originally this, bought them in 2008 when he first produced them, and 2007. 2007. Yeah, I bought them in 2007 when they first produced them, and that's where, where all my I have two I have two red tigers right now, um, and then of course uh, he's bred them and crossed them back in with each other and all this other fun stuff. So I think he's on now. Like I want to say uh, these are like the first of the third generation red tigers, where it was one of the second gens bred to either a first gen or a completely different 
tiger. So, yeah, and the stripes yeah. go from the head down to the tail, and that's perfect, all, all the sides. So if you really, really, really like tigers, um, just drop a line to Balin, and uh, he'll set you up. They're awesome-looking animals, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I was quite impressed when I saw them. Uh, I think it was he posted them up last week sometime, right? Yeah, Howard got Very one cool. at Howard got one this past weekend, and uh, I can't let Howard do things without me, so I had to jump on that. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jason's being awesome and letting me uh, pick it up at Tinley Park, so I'll be able to show it to uh, you and everybody else that can all ooh and ah over him. So, oh, cool. Yeah, which I didn't realize that that, that that's soon ish. So you know, uh, yeah. Being able to yeah, label right them, hey, yeah, and being like, hey, I'll pick it up at Tinley. Holy crap, that's not an unreal thing anymore. It's not, I can do that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right around the corner, man. Mm-hmm. It came quick. Um, yep. So, tonight, we're going to talk with uh, Eric Kohler um, from uh, Midgard Serpents. Um, Man, we've been trying to get Eric on the show for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he's finally coming on. Uh, he messes around with the size carpet. Um, he has some really cool carpet projects, and we'll get into that. But he deals with some of those uh, those other stuff that uh, you're quite fond of, uh, with yeah. maclots and borders. Uh, I'm curious to talk some olive pythons and some walmas and stuff like that. So there's a lot of, like, uh, Australian uh, – Slash uh, Indonesian type of pythons going on, and I guess if time warrants, uh, Casey was wanting to hear some blue tongue skink talk, but uh, yeah, we'll see if we can uh, hit that up because I, I think he has a small group of those. Um, I, I do have I to think tell you got about my to breed. trip to the yeah, so. my trip to the Bronx Zoo. Um, holy uh-huh. shit, man! What a nice zoo! Oh my gosh! Uh, I was really in that spot. Um, you know, I, I went up there, I got to hang out with, uh, Chris Salemi. So my trip to, uh, Florida got canceled because my dad was getting surgery on, uh, on Monday, mm-hmm. heart surgery. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, he turned out okay. Everything was good, good. but, um, good. I don't know. <clears throat> everything that was, everything we tried to do, the car didn't, there was an issue with the car. Uh, the plane tickets, I couldn't get the right time. So it just felt like no matter what we did, something was saying not to go. So we decided to take a day trip up to Niagara Falls. And I said, well, why don't on the way back we stop at, you know, the Bronx Zoo? Not realizing that Niagara Falls is six hours away from <laughs> the Bronx Zoo. New York is a very big state. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh-huh. But, uh, so it took six hours from my house to get to Niagara Falls and six hours to get to the Bronx Zoo. So it's pretty much the same distance uh, between the two. Yes. Um, but uh, holy shit, man, very, very impressed. Got to, uh, you know, do some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, our good friend Chris Salemi, um, who is the big cat and bear keeper uh, there, mm-hmm. um, he got to uh, – you know, show me the tigers that uh, I've basically seen them since they were born. Um, you know, Chris will send me pictures of them and stuff every once in a while because they are probably my favorite cat 
and carpet python. So it just kind of rolled all into one. So <laughs> all into one thing. Yeah, good job. <laughs> yeah. So uh, man, it's um, it's really impressive, like the displays that they have, and um, yeah. You know, I don't know. Have you ever been there? I have never been. Uh, I've had numerous friends uh, from the zoo community as well as the reptile community that have worked there. Um, so I've uh-huh. like, I feel like I've seen it, but I need to go. Like, I desperately want to go. So uh, that's on my list of things to do in the not too distant future. And then you, of course, went and took a bunch of pictures and stuff and make it even worse. So uh, now I really, really want to go and. Uh, I want to figure out if we can break into that case with that Timor and take it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool that. to see a Timor Isn't it python. Gorgeous, yeah. I yeah. like that. You know, I went, uh, when I went to the Columbus Zoo, they had barnacks and macalots and a bunch of other snakes that you would not normally see in a zoo, which I thought was awesome. So, you know, they're uh, they're Congo just. Congo display um, mm-hmm. or attraction, whatever it's called in the zoo field, was um, yeah. was pretty impressive, man. I mean, like the gorillas are in a enclosure that is kind of like three huge shark tanks, like oh, you know, the shark tube that you walk through in yeah. an aquarium. And it yeah, like an adventure. Me of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was it was really it was really neat. It got charged by a big male silverback. You know, uh, was he was trying um, to protect you. He thought you were a young, hairless gorilla, so you know he wanted to he wanted yeah. to make sure you were safe. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an albino gorilla. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that little one's outside. I have to say, it's exactly. Yeah. Is he a gorilla, a monkey, a chimp? I don't know what the hell that is. Sure. (laughs) We better protect him. I'm glad you got out of there before Chris could, like, accidentally, like, on purpose lock you into a display, and then you become part of the ape habitat, like the majestic hobbit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, it's good. Uh, I'll let I'll let you tell I'll let him tell you about the hobbit display uh, when you when you head up there. (laughs) Oh no, I for. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to mention it on air, but I think you know what I'm talking. About. I do know it because I know um, that because I, I know those stories because I've heard from those people. It's horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad <laughs> that it happened. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. I know. Look yeah. it up. <laughs> it, it shouldn't take and, that long uh, for somebody to Google and figure out what the hell we're talking about. All right, just go ahead. Jesus. So. Before we get Eric on, I do have one uh, little rant that I want to do about people that post on Facebook. I did notice that. In the little breakdown, it says, like, you know, the Bronx Zoo, the new edition, last week's shows, and then rant on about Facebook. So I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just going to sit quietly so, over here. Go ahead. So a, lot of, so a lot of times I hear people talk about what they call um, – I don't know the, the term they use, but basically somebody that's been keeping for about six months um, <laughs> and thinks they know everything about there is to know about reptiles. You know, you know the person I'm talking about. Yes, I do. I and I also would always, say to that, I've been keeping for 10 years and I have no idea what the fuck's going on half the time. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so most of the time I try to stay out of those things. Yes. Right. Um, I, I, simply yes. because I feel that, 
I'm not as I'm not experienced enough um, to, uh, to 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 get involved in those conversations. I, I haven't been breeding long enough, or have been keeping long enough to. I mean, there's some things that I will that I do have knowledge on, but for the most part, I, I just try to steer clear of that because it's. It's nothing but nonsense, but I'm watching this post the other day, and I think it was on the Carpet Python Classified page, and I don't know if it started as a troll or what, but this guy posts up a ball python and a carpet python. Oh, that. I'm going to breed these two together. I, Dude, I ran away from that post as far as, like, I think I closed my computer and ran away, like, literally ran away yeah. from my computer. So, yeah. So... That's not what bothered me. I, I could care yeah. two shits about that. Who gives whatever, a damn? Whatever you want right. to do. Right. Your, your stuff. Go to, yeah. So, so, so this guy comes on, and I can't remember his name, and I guess it's better that I don't, right? And he starts ranting about, you know, how hybrids are fucking up the, the you know, the reptile industry and, mm-hmm. you know, why would you do this and it's an abomination and blah, 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 blah. So I'm listening to this guy go on and on and on and on. So, and I, I was going to answer, and I deleted it. And I was going to answer. <laughs> and you know, the first thing that, that strikes me, when it, whenever this, you know, purity debate comes up, I never understand why the guys that are the purists give two shits about the, the mixed stuff because wouldn't that make the pure stuff more valuable? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, well, if it comes a point, right? If it comes a point in the hobby where you cannot find, let's say, a pure coastal that has lineage back to, I don't know, Lloyd Lemke, let's say, right? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. If you have that, that becomes what people start to look for. So, wouldn't that desirable. be what's in demand? Whoa. So, if it's in demand and there's less of it. Doesn't that make the price higher? It does. Well, I would agree. I but and and the other the other argument that I hear is the I don't want that mixed in with my stuff. Well, if you're on the stance of that purity is very very important to you, what the hell are you doing picking up animals from the dealers' tables to throw in with your pure animals? Why aren't you? spending the extra time, the extra dollar, and the extra research to make sure you only have pure animals. Yeah, I mean, I don't, to me, it doesn't matter one way. Like, I'm not taking a stance on, like, this this is sort of, like, going to be my my thing to him. Like, hey, man, you're getting so bad out of shape. What the hell do you care? It's just going to make your animals more valuable. Like, let this guy do whatever he wants. Nobody's going to give two shits about a car pawl or whatever those yeah, no one gives a damn. Like, I, I hate to break it to you. I don't know. No one gives a damn. <laughs> I have never met a carpet python person in, really? in the in, in, in yeah. That would be, I mean, I I know people that do carpondros. I know people that do uh, I'm gonna cross a, and I'm gonna cross a clown with a butterscotch with a granite IJ. I assumed that all <laughs> those were correct. I don't know ball python morphs. But there's probably a butterscotch. I've never right? heard of a butterscotch. There's Damn a, it! <laughs> maybe Damn a butterscotch it. ghost. I think back in the day, but nah, whatever. I don't um, know. I don't so... care. <laughs> <laughs> but but the other thing is that, and I know the argument that they have is, do you remember that one Hamburg? You know, every once in a while, when you 
come from on high and visit the commoners at Hamburg. Um, I yeah. took you to that one table that had the uh, Jagalot on the table. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it looked like an ugly carpet python. And I'm like, that's a yeah. Maclots carpet. And it's like that, that I think is what freaks, freaks people out is that you don't know if someone's going to buy that thing and it's going to lose its Jagalot label and become a pure coastal and then try to breed it and then try to sell you stuff. But then again, my thing goes is that if purity is something that is so important to you, you have your set people to buy stuff from. Ouch, Tony. I would. Oh, that's mean. Anyway, um, <laughs> bastards. Um, you have your set people to buy from that you know have pure stock, and that's what you go pick up. So I, I don't even know yeah, what the hell the so, argument is. Yeah, this is not the part that that's like just made me want to punch my computer. What <laughs> made me want to punch my computer is is that this guy is going on and I mean, there must've been at least, Oh my God, there was like 50 posts from this guy about how how much of an abomination he's arguing with everybody. People are saying, yo man, you need to chill out. Why don't you just let, you know, people do their own thing and blah, blah, blah. Why do you care? Whatever, you know? And, and the next thing I know, he goes and somehow some guy chimes in and he's like, he's going to breed a carpet to a blood python. And he's like, nah, I don't really like my blood python, so I'm probably going to get rid of it. So this guy, that's the, you know, the the pure guy, right? He goes and yeah. he says, oh, man, I really love blood pythons. You should give them another chance. I have this Sumatran, this black Sumatran that I'm going to breed with a matrix. Well, if you know anything about blood pythons. I do not. One, that's a Sumatran is a black blood, right? I know I know we've had this conversation numerous times and it just never sinks in, yeah. so just go on. So So a matrix is actually a red blood, right? And red blood and black bloods are different. Pie. They're different? Yeah, they're separate okay. species. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Do you see the irony? Yes, I see the irony of that. How he's going to breed. He's, he's going to breed. I, I got it. It's like breeding a bread lie to an inland. It's no. So I got it. So, right. All right. So I jump in there and I'm like, I said, I said, man, I don't know if I read this right. And I apologize in advance if I didn't. But did you say you were breeding your Sumatran to your, to your red blood? And he's like, why? What are you talking about? I said, well, here's a newsflash. But they're, that's a hybrid because you're breeding two separate species together, right? And let me guess, and he goes you and he's ran like, away. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No? It gets, it gets a little bit, a little bit well, better. He, so he well, comes he and he's know. like, well, they're all short-tail pythons. And I'm no, like, wait. okay. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. can disagree with the taxonomic literature that's out there, you know, whatever, because some people right. do, you know. But regardless, you're still crossing two species which, in theory, is a hybrid, correct? Well, it's not as a much of a hybrid as a ball python and a carpet python. And I'm like, okay, there's so you. there's level of hybridism. Oh, right? yeah, there's yeah. You know, we all have our line. We just found out where yours is. <laughs> yes. So he's like, no, they're, he's like, did you read your own words? You called them subspecies. And I said, no, I never called them no, I didn't. subspecies. I called there's them no species. subspecies. So then I go... And I get the link 
to the paper that shows that they were elevated to four species of blood pythons, right? And that yeah. he and he's just like he fucking deletes it all. So of I'm course, like, so, you're winning. So of course, I'm, he deletes it all. And eh, whatever. But it's not whatever. even about winning. It was just about like. So what made me what made me take a look back on this is and like kind of say like holy shit. If you if you don't get involved in this kind of stuff, then this fucking what we call call it derpers is that what they're called like dumb herpers derpers is that <laughs> what it is like <laughs> they're going can to we, control what can we is, believe <laughs> like I don't even think he knew what a scientific article was I didn't I even think he knew what the word taxonomy meant oh my god it was oh it was, it was painful but anyway. <laughs> anyway, now that that's over, God. yeah, mm. that made me so mad. But, well, yeah, uh, I think <laughs> anything else you got going on before we get Eric on here? Well, <laughs> you know, you know what I've been dealing with, so nothing really except my own stupidity. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't get in. Maybe, maybe after the interview, we can get into what the hell I've done. And then uh, we'll go yeah. from there, all right? <laughs> yep. Been there, done that. All right, let's get yeah, Eric well. here. Let's get this going. <laughs> hey, Eric. Welcome to Marissa hey, Python Radio. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? Not much. We're doing all right. Cool. So, Eric, why don't you kind of give us the rundown of uh, what got you started in uh, reptiles, where, 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 where it began and what brought you into uh Morelia. Oh boy. Um <laughs> <laughs> probably when I was about five, uh my dad used to he would work third trick. He'd come home at like, I don't know, seven o'clock in the morning, I'd be getting ready to go to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, every once in a while he'd be like, Hey, I got something for you, it's in my lunch box and you know, usually it was just like random like tasty cakes and stupid shit. <laughs> and uh one one day it was a a frog and that's basically <laughs> what started it. And uh, he used to bring me, like, little turtles and shit that he would catch and all that good stuff. And it just got me hooked. I just, you know, thought they were the, the most fascinating things on the on the planet. And then, I don't know, probably when I was about 15, uh, I tracked down a, basically a jobber in my local town. Yeah. And uh, he opened me up to the world of exotics. And then it's just been all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> so so is it an immediate thing of like just like random like tiny species or did you jump like two feet like right into the deep end of the pool and like come out with a retick or something first thing um no i guess like my first snake i ever kept was a garter snake okay and uh again my dad caught caught me and um then when i got a, when i was about 15 uh, my older cousin would, was driving, and so we used to go hit local pet shops. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that kind of opened me up to, like, the berms and the boas and stuff like that. And um, I kept, a, I kept a, a, a berm. I bought a baby berm. I kept it at a buddy's house for a couple years until I snuck it into my house. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I had her for, oh, man, probably about five or six years, just kept her as a pet. Mm-hmm. But... I always kind of consider like the first three real snakes that I bought when I, when I met this wholesale guy, 
he wasn't like the most personable of dudes. And he basically was like, I don't know how you tracked me down. Um, I'm not a pet shop. If you're coming here, you're coming here to buy. So the first three snakes I bought when I got there was a normal retic, you know, go figure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a coastal carpet and a Borneo short tail. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. So, All right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I love the retics. Um, the, the coastal really got me hooked. Mm. Uh, you know, like I said, snuck them all into my house. Um, did that whole bit till I was, I don't know, I got busted with them when I was about 17, turning 18. And uh, <clears throat> oddly enough, that's what got me kicked out of the house. No. Um, okay. The same guy that got me into them inadvertently kicked me out for having them. But uh, he, he's terrified of snakes, so, you know, go figure. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then that's basically what, what triggered it all. Moved out and then did the whole, like, Noah's Ark thing. You know, had a pair of everything from rosies to corns, kings, retics, the whole nine. Yeah. And, uh <clears throat> pretty much you know you have all these you have a million different species of everything and you know breeding season comes up and you pretty much get nothing to breed i think i bred the first things i ever did was uh rosy boas and uh corn snakes and uh, and then i moved back home had to get rid of the snakes and uh got into breeding monitors and then when i moved out again when i met my my now wife I didn't mm-hmm. have room for the big monitor cages and, uh, you know, got back into snakes. She was kind of cool with it as long as they stayed small. And by that time I kind of had like, I already got all the big stuff out of my system and the million different species thing. And mm-hmm. uh, she said, you know, what do you want to work with? And Marilia was the one thing that always kept my interest, you know, I mean, those in retics, just retics are <laughs> gigantic and, you know, don't want to yeah. deal with that anymore. Take up a lot of space. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but to me, they have a lot of the same personality. So, yeah. you know, I, I look at it like, well, I can fit way more carpet pythons on this wall than I could retix. Could retix, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't have to fill a freezer up with goats and rabbits and random <laughs> giant shit. So, <laughs> right. So that was just that was it. You started grabbing uh, Morelia. I mean, I know you got a ton different species uh up at your place now can you give us like a little bit of an overview of what you got what you're working with uh starting i guess with localities sure um (laughs) i'm just trying to think on how i can do this and not forget uh okay i got tully gorge jungles palmerson jungles uh rockhampton coastals port douglas coastals uh, Nova Guineas, trying to think all really locality-wise. Um, I know I'm forgetting some. I'm yeah. not real quick. I'm not in the <laughs> shop, so it's kind of hard to. Um, <clears throat> I, I got a couple U.S. lines of co- coastals, some U.S. lines of jungles like Vanda Vetner, Lazic, uh, Shewitt, um, a high percentage Larry Black project. Nice. Uh, olives. Max that aren't here. Um, oh, Ivory Jungles. Um, I just walked out, hit the lights, and that was the first one I saw. Um, <laughs> I have those, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Granite IJs, Tiger IJs, Azanthic IJs, 
You can get the Coastals, uh, Brisbane Coastals. How did I forget them? Huh. Um, zebra Jungles, Womas, Water Pythons, um, a couple Tigers. And that's pretty much what I can see here. <laughs> that's what, that's day, what I, immediate. I got you. No, it's cool. <laughs> that's the immediate area. If you forget anybody later, just you know, jump in. It's cool. So, oh, yeah. Darwin's. I got Darwin's. There Darwin's. they are. So, yeah. I just turned the corner, Darwin's. Yeah. <laughs> no inland. No, I I had one. I had mm-hmm. one and I sold it, and yeah. I'm regretting it. Yeah, you and I, I were know. talking about that at Carpet uh-huh. Fest. Yeah. Yeah, I, no. I was gonna say me and you were talking about that, so. Yeah, you know they're on the list. They I are. Just, you know, <laughs> I did. I've done a couple. Well, I've done a lot of really stupid things over the years, but uh, selling those and and my savus were were two of the the biggest ones. So, yeah, I like savus. I need them again. <sighs> yeah, they are pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, oh. that's uh. well, like I said, what I can think of. Anyhow. That's all right. That's that's more than a lot of people got in their own things. So yeah. Nice. Um, so let's talk about your carpets a little bit. Um, you know, I, I guess you you hit on like what it is about them that you like so much. Um, I guess the big. <laughs> I had a lot of people message me about this one, but the Tiger IJ project. Can you? Uh-oh. Maybe tell us about it. Yeah. What your breeding projects have been so far. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, just give us the story. And you know, I know there's some political stuff behind that story. Maybe you can skip that if you want. But <laughs> where they came from, <laughs> or if you want to jump right in, it's fine too. We don't care. So yeah, yeah. I'm not telling. I'm Whatever not, you want. I'm not telling anyone anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they just magically well, appeared from Germany. Well. All right, perfect. It's awesome. I love that explanation. <laughs> Everything magically comes from Germany, right? So I'm just going to use that one. Uh, now, there you go. You know, you guys, you guys remember back the Merlia Python days. Um, you know, you had that Patrick Malloy. You, mm-hmm. know, you know, I was listening oh, yeah. earlier. You were talking about <laughs> derpers. Um, anyhow. Uh, <clears throat> You know, he started a big fiasco because, uh, you know, this from the story I got, uh, this father and son, total newbies, got a pair of IJs from. Um, I don't know if he got them directly from Boa Cabana, or I think they. I think he got them from Boa Cabana. He didn't get them from Fudo. Okay. Um, but either way, I mean, they're Fudo animals regardless. Uh, right. They got a pair of IJs. They bred them. Um. I guess they had an incubation malfunction. I, from what I remember, if I remember correctly, it was like a couple weeks, the temp spiked or something. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Which everyone kind of knows, like when you have temp spikes, it usually throws off pattern anomalies and stuff. But um, anyhow, these things hatched. You know, being the derper that he is, mm-hmm. he was telling his father and son that they weren't worth anything and then contacting all the their names in the hobby and trying to, you know, make millions on them, you know, selling them for like Mm -hmm. 800 bucks a piece. Well, Mm -hmm. little did the idiot know that the son grew up in the computer era, obviously. And so he's on the same forum that, that Patrick's trying to sell this shit on. 
and uh, basically just got busted and created a huge fiasco. One thing led to another. Balin ended up with with a male. Um, He contacted me the one year, asked me if I had any lone female IJs that are adults that I weren't, you know, I wasn't working with that year, which I seem to get a lot of phone calls like that throughout the years. You just probably (laughs) just have a random such and such you're not breeding. But uh, I I told him, I'm like, well, yeah, it's like, actually, I do. But, uh, I, you know, got got him up here. The first year, he didn't want, he showed zero interest at all in breeding. The second year, I put him to my Reptilicus IJ. Um, she gave me 17. There were 17 eggs, but 15 of them were duds. And oh. what looked to be a fully shelled and fertile, and then like one fertile egg. So I got that one fertile egg to hatch. It was a female, and the thing was fully striped. And I'm thinking, wow, this is kind of crazy. Like, you know, what are the odds of that? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> she was doing really well, and then she just passed for whatever reason, you know, before she really hit, like, graduated to, like, adult mice, mouse size. Mm-hmm. Um, she just kind of passed away. But um, – and then the following year, I bred them to an unrelated girl – that's she's a 50% het granite, but mm-hmm. you know, outcross that I got from Nick. And uh, I bred him to her because she has zero striping. You know, she's kind of darker. She used to be really, really pretty, but she kind of got darker with, with age. And the really cool thing with the tigers is yeah, the stripes cool, don't get me wrong, but the color is really weird on them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how yours is, Eric, but, like, these ones, like, the colors just, I don't know. It's hard to explain unless you see them. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that the first year I got somewhat of a decent clutch, I got six eggs to hatch. And it was, uh, was a 4 point or 2.4, I believe. Okay. So I split the clutch with Balin, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um I, I have a pair of holdbacks left from that that I, I actually kept them. They were, they're not striped at all. Um, I know that sounds stupid, but I am. And <laughs> the color was like really exaggerated on these babies, as you, you know, so I didn't really care about the pattern per se. I didn't want to see what was going on with the color. Right. And then right. in the meantime, we heard uh, a rumor that there might be something else going on with them. May explain the color. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and then I got a, I, I got a clutch this year. So, which this year was really weird. I bred the exact same parents that I bred yeah. the year before. And I got like maybe two animals that are like somewhat striped. <laughs> I mean, it's like, but if, if, if I had these at a table and you didn't know who I was, you would literally just walk by and be like, Oh, they're just really pretty looking at normal IJs. Right. You know, like, right. The, the colors tweaked a little bit, but there's nothing that jumps out as like full blown tiger. tiger. Right. And then but I did the tiger to tiger pairing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did I did the tiger to tiger pairing, which from the sounds of it is the only like successful tiger to tiger pairing so far. Okay. Um, I got three eggs to hatch. It's a one point two. They're all insanely striped. Like not like Tiger Coastal, but uh, you know you know how like the, the 
it's just like a big zig, like a thick zigzaggy stripe running down the back. I, I took a really shitty picture of one a couple of days ago and posted it on. I don't know if you saw it, but um, I'm a yeah. horrible picture taker. But uh, <laughs> I, I was mainly just trying to get the pattern because people were asking me about the pattern. So I'm like, well, you know, the color's off a little bit, but we can all see the stripe now. But uh, the one of the girls has a huge inverted kink about an inch down from her head, which is a huge, it's a bummer. I mean, she's, I'm going to have to put her down. I mean, she's, she's yeah. not eating, but I mean, she's acting completely fine, you know, minus the huge kink. Damn. And the male's being an asshole about eating naturally, right. but uh, damn it. <laughs> the first girl that hatched, yeah, the first one that hatched out of the three, she's mm. doing great. She's been pounding food right out of the egg. So, you know, hoping that that, that continues and, we can start working on, you know, F2, in a sense, tigers. Yeah. yeah. Raise her up, right. put her back to the dad, or if I can get this male eating, maybe pair them two up. All that good, just good stuff. One thing after the other with this project, Jesus. So oh, it's been, I can't even, I can't even remember when he gave me that tiger male, to be honest. With you. I mean, it's been years. It was to the point where he actually told me, Jason was like, dude, don't even, don't even waste a female on him. Like, don't even do it. It's it's Jesus. not worth it, but I'm just Jesus. like the ger- the German in me, you know. I'm just like so stubborn and bullheaded. I'm like hell no, no. I mean, oh I- no, we we're getting Tiger IJ, so you don't know it's going. This shit's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I had I, I don't normally like just to pair. I I never just randomly pair animals up, but I have I don't know maybe five or six adult. IJs of various bloodlines or whatever. So, I mean, it's not like it was hindering anything at this point. So it's like, well, I'm just going to keep pairing them up with the same girl until I freaking get something out of them. God damn it. Because that's just what I'm going to do. Right. You know, I could kind of care less about trying to prove her out if she's actually het granted or not. I've, I've, I have other het granites that I can work with. I, I really wanted to try to get this tiger project back from the dead. Essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I put poison ivy with, and uh, he killed poison ivy. <laughs> because, he killed poison uh, ivy. Uh, he's he's huge, well, dude. That that is the biggest IJ I've ever seen. So your tiger IJ. IJ this big. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god, it's humongous. You know, um, I don't <laughs> I don't subscribe to Mike's. Uh, uh, feeding regimen i guess i feed a little bit differently but um especially for males um holy shit so i put that, that coastal male with smaller her. Than so yeah i put that male with her and um i guess in a way it's probably my fault too but he kept hogging the hot spot and she got an ri and then she she, she must have got gravid at some point, and then she retained these eggs, and, you know, I went to take her to the vet, and um, he gave her, what's that stuff called, Owen? Oxytocin. Uh, yeah, that's it. Or pitocin, one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, he gave her that, and then the next day she died. So, oh, I man. blame that snake. <laughs> so, yeah. you better you better produce some nice straight babies. Oh man! If not, throw him in the freezer. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna kill it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna kill it and eat well, it. It's like, yeah. 
the thing is, I got two females from Boa Cabana from the same pairing, but not. Um, but I shouldn't say from the same pairing. It's from the Allspring, uh, the one that right. they produced that crazy one that you were talking about. Um, so I have two females from that clutch um, to pair up with that tiger, hopefully. And then I have a, stri- a really nice striped uh, wild caught uh, one that you know I'll try to outcross it a bit. Hopefully we'll take some of those uh, bad mojo away from that project or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Something, um, goddamn! <laughs> it just makes you put a, um, you put your largest female with them. Yeah, <laughs> don't be don't be putting any small girls yeah, in there. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I learned that lesson the hard way. Um, so is that the one? Is the Tiger IJ project the one that you were telling me that you got the dark baby from, or what was that? What was that pairing? Remember we were talking about no, uh, Carpet Fest? You said. Yeah, um, which, by the way, again, I'm really sorry for the puke. Uh, <laughs> that is not why, that is not why I, I offered to go on the uh, <laughs> on the show, but I am really sorry about that. <laughs> That's all good, man. <laughs> it's, all, it's all Scott's fault for introducing me to the Sweet Tea Moonshine. Um, I got to hey, pass man, the buck somewhere, and that's where it's going. Damn you, Scott Borden. I did it at, I did it at Howard. I did it yeah, at Howard's spot. It's all good. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, you know, as long as you did it somewhere, too, I guess it'll yeah, go bad. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, that one actually came – that one came from um, a Het Granite to Het Granite parent. Oh, okay. That's where, that, really. that's where the dark animal came from. Uh, yeah, again, real weird. Um, talk about big males. I mean, I got – he was a super old male that actually came in the only time I ever did this. And I can't believe I'm saying this live on air. But, um, it was from uh, a known breeder in Germany. That's been known to like have crosses and, and oh. misrepresent and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. this thing's old enough. I don't know if it, you know, if it like predated that, that's kind of the way I was looking at it. I mean, it looked 100% IJ. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't look like there was anything else in it at all. But uh, that's where I, I bred him to a hundred, another 100% head IJ or head grain and IJ from Paul. And uh, that's where this dark animal came out of. And when, when, when he hatched, it, it was like completely normal looking. And now it's like almost completely black with a little bit of cream color. You know, like the that IJ, like not quite yellow, but not white yeah. kind of look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like real thin patterning on it. But, um, yeah, like the, the sides, like, you know, where they usually have like the big flames coming up the sides and stuff, it's they're very, very tiny now. It just seems like as, as it's getting bigger, it's just gaining more and more black. So, That's I don't know. It's pretty neat looking, but... Yeah, I, I since I got, swear got rid of that male, but the producer, by the oh, way. Did you? But, oh, okay. Yeah. I, it's just, I, I even swear though. That, um, it, it, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, even though it was sold to me as a as a pure IJ and it the trace back, I just I don't know. I didn't want anything associated yeah. with that certain breeder, so it went. Gotcha. So, n- nothing <laughs> against that guy. I just don't, you know, I can't, I, you know, I can't really have any kind of cross stuff in my collection without right. getting my balls castrated. So, at this point. 
<laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, uh, I know how it goes. Yep. That's why I, I sit on the fence, man. That's why I'm a fence rider. <laughs> I just keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard you. I heard your rant prior to prior to me coming on. I didn't really want to touch on the whole purity thing too much, but not just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no, no, get, well, let me ask you. Get anyone fired you're up? Guy, you, you, you're a guy. You, you keep pure stuff. That's kind of your thing, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right in that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, like, I mean, don't you think that that your stuff would be more valuable at some point? Uh, or no? Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm kind of I mean I'm a I'm a huge purist, dude. I mean that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. You know all the gecko species, a, a, any species I had, my dogs are pedigreed. My cat that I don't even like, I, my daughter's one, and I it had to be pedigreed. Like everything's pedigreed. Like every animal in my ho- my fish were locality specific. That's just how I am. You know. Wow, that's it's, intense. It's, yeah, yeah. The way I look at it, dude, it's kind of like whatever gets you to bed at night. Yeah. You know, if 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 yeah. you don't mind having, I don't, I, you know, I've had people message me being like, oh, sorry, you're a purist because you know I didn't want to trade them, you know, they wanted a, an animal off me and wanted to try to trade me their their jungle jag or, you yeah. know, whatever supernova jag. It's like, and I'm like, no, and I always kind of put the disclaimer in there for, I don't know why I should or have to, but I'm like, kind of like the whole Seinfeld episode, like, not that there's a problem with that. <laughs> but I just don't work with these. But not yeah. And right. you know, people come back. Oh, sorry, you're a purist. And I'm like, I'm no better than you, man. You know, we're all just dudes that breed snakes. It's just yeah. whatever you're yeah. into doing. You know, I mean, I, I noticed like, that. I notice in defense of the people that keep things. I notice in defense of keeping things pure. You know, they, like the people that'll keep things pure and they'll say something and they'll come on and. You know, these, uh, a lot of uh, cross people, you know, I guess, whatever you would call them. Uh, I see them Mm -hmm. as like right away, they're like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Purity. Like real arrogant about it. And it's not like you're saying that you, you know, you know what I mean? You're not getting on Facebook and telling everybody every day that, you know, they're abominations and shit. That's what pissed me off about this guy, you know, in particular. Is that, oh yeah, yeah. I saw part of this. Everybody's right? an abomination, and about you know, it's just like, wow, man, you're so freaking <laughs> mad about what? The dude's just keeping a snake in a box. Who cares? It's probably going to produce what, twelve, fifteen snakes? Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, dude, at the, at the like I said, at the end of the day, I mean, people, and don't get me wrong, and it, when I first got back into carpets, you know, back in oh four, oh five, um, a lot of the stuff was gone. You know, yeah. like I, I come back mm-hmm. from breeding monitors. And I'm like, well, where the hell's all the shit? Oh, wait a minute. It's because Jags dropped down to, you know, between what, like 1500 and three grand that, that time frame, And the economy was good. Everyone, you know, everyone bought a Jag. And then, you know, the first thing that everyone had to do is run out and buy every female, whatever that they could get their hands on. Cause breed the well, in the beginning, well, the beginning was I'm going to breed the neuro out of it. AKA I'm trying to recoup my money. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Well, people actually did think that they could, you know, breed the neuro out of it, which whatever. But, uh, you know, a lot of those lines got lost. And, you know, I, you know, I had my balls busted quite a bit back then because everyone's like, you know, why do you care about lineage? Why do you care about purity? And it's like, because that's just what I'm into. 
Right. And now look at it. You can't sell anything without freaking 10 generations. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it seems yeah. like everyone wants to know the whole damn story behind it. And it, I wasn't yeah. looking at it in like a, like, oh, I'm going to make millions off this in 10 years. Like, oh, this is how it's going to work out. I just, I do what I do because I want to do it. You know mm. what I mean? I don't. Right. You know, and I don't, and the funny thing is I sell most of my quote unquote pure and locality stuff for the same price, if not cheaper than what a lot of people are selling crosses for. So to say that I'm thinking that I'm better than anyone else, I mean, that kind of goes to show you that <laughs> if, if that yeah. was the case, I'd be trying to sell these things for, you know, a lot more, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, you know, people say all the time, why don't you get into the purity debate? Because that, that shit's been going on since 2000 freaking four and I'm done with it. It's never like, going to stop. No offense. <laughs> like you guys knew yeah. all the battles and bullshit, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's not going to get you anywhere. So just you do what yeah. you do, and I'm going to do what I do. But I'll yeah. be I'll be the first to admit, man. There's some awesome crosses out there. Yeah. You know th- this ocelot oh, stuff. Yeah. You guys are cranking out. I mean, phenomenal. You know, Bill, Charlotte, uh, Mike Curtin. You know, really yep. awesome stuff. You know, just the, <clears throat> the gamma stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that shit's crazy. I mean, even Carpondros. You know, there's been some really, really neat ones produced, you know, as of late. I mean, just because I'm not working with them doesn't mean I, you know, that I, I don't have to. They can't appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I, right. yeah. It's, it's just like, you know, like I tell people, it's like if, if someone comes to me and is looking for those specific animals, I, I don't have to work with everything. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, it, it kind of sucks because I'm a collector at heart, so – hence the collection that I have, but <laughs> like, I don't have to keep everything. It's like, if I know someone wants one of those things, I send it to like, you know, I'll send them to, to Eric or, you know, Mike or whoever, whoever's working with whatever species right. or whatever morph it is. So, you know, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, it's whatever gets you to sleep at night, man. That's, yeah. and that's what does it for me. I like walking in there and looking at, you know, in the beginning, I was just fortunate enough to track down pure lines of, you know, like the Van de Vetner stuff and, um, you know, the Lemke Coastals and, and stuff like that. And so, like, I like walking in there and looking at, in my shop, and when I see a Coastal, I know that it's a Coastal mm-hmm. and that there's no question marks in it. You know, that's just – that's what I like. And then it got to the point, you know, with Paul, you know, and everything. Now it's like, well, it's not just good enough that I can look at pure Coastals. Now i got to look at Rockhamptons and Brisbane's and, you know, locality stuff. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So. Which is, I mean, that's so cool that we have access to that stuff. I mean, I never in a million years thought that I would have locality coastals and jungles that you know are are. It's I mean, you can't get any purer than that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and they're nice on top of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. They don't look like crap. I think they are. Just to work with um, the species that we work with. You know what I mean? Like the guys that had the you know, basically had the balls to, to get the job done in the early days. You know what I mean? And get the, <laughs> so we have access to the, to the animals. Yeah. You know, that's awesome to me. That's, you know, I'm just happy to be able to work well, with them. It's just like, uh, you know, I mean, even at the beginning of, of when we started doing the show, I mean, rough scale pythons were, you know, unattainable. I mean, I yeah. remember back yep. in the early days of MP, if you had a Darwin or an Inland, it was like, oh, my God, you know. Oh, now where did like, you get that? Yeah. No, Nobody gives a shit. 
you know. And it, <laughs> in a way, it's kind of it's kind of sad. You know, Darwin's are just where they are because of uh, you know um, the albino, um, and that's cool. You know, but at the same time, like you know, just the Darwin itself is pretty badass as well. You know. Um, that, yeah, that's what's but, that's what I like about them. And, and when people say about the albino stuff, you know, I kind of push the Darwins. And it's not mm-hmm. because they automatically think, well, it's because you're a purist. No, it's because, like, I'm a big fan of getting, like, the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you get pure Darwins, you, you not only get a morph if you're in the morphs, but you also get a whole other species, which – so you're yeah. kind of getting two in one. Right. You know, that's kind of how I look at it. You know, but yeah, I mean, I always started my collection. I figured if I had the base of the stuff is pure, then I can always cross stuff if I want. But at least I know mm-hmm. that my stock comes from pure stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, yep. and then there's other things like the citrus tigers. There's question marks in that. So I use that for when I'm doing more projects. And the fact that they're, you know, bright and pretty and everything only makes the morph look all the much better, you know, but, um, you know, I I don't know. There's a method to the madness, I guess. But uh, I think, I think it's all about perspective. You know, we come from a time when there was no Darwin's or no inlands or rough scales. And, you know, nowadays I think people just don't, they, they can't see it from the same perspective as, say we see it from when you know that stuff wasn't available does that make sense you know what i mean yeah you had jungles you had coastals and you had striped coastals and that was it there was nothing else Mm -hmm. so well prior prior to (laughs) yeah like when i was still in high school and stuff at least from what i knew of uh because like the, the guy that got me into it i mean he he opened my eyes up to a lot of exotic stuff but he was also very kind of like shady like he wouldn't tell me like if i he's just like well tell me what you want and i'll get it for you but he wouldn't give me any contact info or anything or give me any story behind it uh-huh. um mm-hmm. but uh like you were saying um like uh, like before i got you know when i had my first group of initial snakes when i was 18 you know and out of the house and i had like a bigger collection mm-hmm. uh brettles weren't even a thought like yeah. I saw pictures of them, I thought they were cool, and just completely wrote them off. So I'm like, oh, I'll never see them ever. And then when I was working with monitors, it's like, you know, I, I kept hearing about, you know, hey, there's brittle pythons floating around, but they're like seven grand, you know, or something crazy. And then yeah. when I got back in the mm-hmm. in the carpets, they were like 250 bucks. I'm like, oh shit, this is something that I never even thought that I would ever get my hands on, and now they're 250 dollars, right. you know. <laughs> Not going to go into that that whole debacle, but you know, hey, if you're someone who, <laughs> you know, just moved back out and stuff and didn't have a ton of money, and hey, two hundred fifty is a lot better than seven grand. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'll admit that. Hell yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's that's bowling python money right there, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, seven grand, yeah, seven no. Grand per, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I'm. I'm afraid, and I was talking to Owen about this, that at some point in the future when guys like Nick, I mean, maybe he'll do it, maybe he won't, you know, maybe he'll stop one day or whatever. But who's going to keep those lines going of things? 
So it's like I'm slowly mm-hmm. trying to get, you know, like I just finished the brettles so that I have all the, the bloodlines, you know, that that I can work with. So that at least for me, I know that, that, that I have it, you know, and that it's not going to be lost. So I can make a couple clutches of Price or Lasik or, you know, uh, a Fours or whatever. And, uh, you know, it'll be available at some point in the future. And if I guess if everybody did that kind of thing, <clears throat> then, you know, the lines would stick around. But, like, Jungles, I mean, you work with the Van and Vetter Jungles, which is mm-hmm. probably super rare. I mean, I think. Yeah, now they are the because of the same, same reasons you're saying. Yeah. 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 Because nobody gave a it's, shit or they're just trying to mix it together. You know. It's, it's kind of like. But. You know, people take stuff for granted, and they don't mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. a lot of times like three years down the road or ten years down the road, stuff like that. Like, you know, again, like, I don't know, some around 05, 06, I, I really wanted to get Maclaw pythons, right? Because mm-hmm. one of my tattoo artists had some, and I thought they were really badass, and I wanted to get some. And back then, they were like adults were like 50 bucks a piece all day long. Yeah. People, people couldn't give them away. And I yeah. remember a lot of, like, guys I was talking to, like, dude, why do you want to work with them? You know, they're, they're only a $50 snake. And it's like, well, first off, I only work with what I like. I don't chase the, the dollar, you know, the next mm. big thing. You know, if, if that was the case, I wouldn't right. be in carpets. <laughs> but, uh, right. <laughs> like, or liasis, how about it? Yeah, but, uh, the, the, the whole room would look different, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, you know, everyone's like, why do you want to work with them? Why do you want to work with them? And then fast forward – you know, 10 years, and until recently, good luck yeah. trying to find any. You know, Lance Portal was producing some, Ryan Young was producing some. Other than that, they were gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. couldn't find them anywhere. And and then, then all of a sudden, everyone mm-hmm. starts wanting Maclots. It's like, well, you shouldn't really look at the dollar value. I mean, uh, the, the way I'm looking at it, I look at it like their personalities are cool. You know, yeah. I dig the way they look. I like olive drab snakes. You know, hence coastals are my favorite. Olives. You know what I mean? Like, I like that, yep. I like mm-hmm. that look. Um, you know, work with what you like, man. Don't worry about, you know, what's going to make you millions. You know, I don't know just how I look at it. But the same thing with, like, the Australian water dragons. You know, everyone took them for granted. I remember a buddy of mine bought one at a show yeah. for, like, 50 mm-hmm. bucks, right? Kept it for a couple of years. I hadn't talked to the dude in a while. In the meantime, Bert died, and my buddy's wife got pregnant. So next thing you know, he calls me up out of the blue and says, hey, can you sell this Australian water dragon for me? I'm like, yeah, all right. So I go and I pick this freaking thing up, knowing nothing, hardly anything about them other than that they were just really cool. But, you know, they were just kind of like a, you know, I wasn't in the lizard, like those kinds of lizards at the time. Right. Come home and I put it up on Fauna, and I'm just like, best offer, because I didn't know what the hell the thing was worth. Yeah. And the thing sold in like ten minutes for three hundred and fifty bucks. Jesus! I'm like, uh, this thing was a fifty dollar wow. animal like three years ago. Well, that's what the hell just happened? going on with that's just going on with ring pythons. They were, I heard, uh, mm-hmm. from what I heard, people could like you would walk into Hamburg and people would try to hand them to you and then run away. <laughs> so you know now, now it's like what are they like six seven hundred bucks a piece now somewhere like that. I might Lots be even lowballing it. Yeah. 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 And it's like, Jesus Christ. So, you know, and, and unfortunately with a lot of these side species or the species that don't have a morph in them, 
they tend to just be totally cast by the wayside. And if they are, sometimes we have to re-import them back into the States to get them back into herpticulture. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I mean, Dunn's pythons right now are kind of iffy to get a hold of, and there's a few still kicking around from eons ago, but you'd like to see more of those, but they're non-morph species. So who's to say that all the adults that are here, yeah, they're, they could be gone and then we're screwed. So that's the same, me and a friend were just talking about the rough scales last week, you know, yeah. how it's a shame, you know, cause I mean, you got me hooked when I uh, held yours down at uh, Hamburg. I mean, that thing was just badass. Yeah. And I haven't gotten them off my brain since, but they just, you know, <laughs> It, it's kind of weird. Like they just kind of fell by the wayside. It's such a cool species. I know. But, you know, God forbid they're not white and yellow, so no one gives a shit. It, you it, know. It, now, don't get me wrong. I, I have some morphs. I yeah. got morphs, but I'm much more. If I had to choose one or the other, I would definitely go wild type. I mean, I like playing with the morphs, keeping them, you know, pure within the species. But, uh, you know, I'm much more of a wild type guy. And like I said, I mean, how can you not like just a normal coastal? You know, <laughs> like to me, like I think they're hand. like awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I mean, everyone has different. You know, some guys are only into the morphs, and that's totally cool too. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, yeah. the reptile <clears throat> thing was was a bit of a shame, like how they just kind of. I mean, they're still popular, but they're just not. You know, people just but, don't seem to be going crazy over them like I feel that they should. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's almost like the same thing that happened with olive pythons. Is people got crazy because they were available. Then I think they kind of did a dip, and then they came back up once the albino reappeared, and they'll eventually dip back down again because people were like, eh, it does this, and it does white, whatever. And then only the people who really like the species for what it is will continue to fiddle with them, fuss with them, play around. And then maybe another morph will pop up, and some people want to get back into it. But other than that, you know, if you're not into the species, you're probably not going to have a pair. And the same thing yeah. goes with rough scares, rough, rough scales. In the next few years, if an albino one pops up, all of a sudden we'll see a reinsurgence of people wanting them. Or if a striped one pops up, whatever the hell. So until then, though, people who really like them will end up having a pair, and then that's it. I'll have 20 th- because I'm obsessed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I think, I think the olives and the rough scales kind of go hand in hand where – you know, you got to hold one. Yes. You know, like, I mean, I've talked to a lot of, a lot of guys and like have taken all the pythons to the shows and people could kind of care less until they hold one. And I don't know, they just, to me, they just kind of commit, like, they just have like this like aura about them. Like, you know, I'm badass. I'm an olive python, you know, and everyone's just like, wow, these things are freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, who'd, yeah. who'd have thought a big green snake be so cool, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know. I think it's that, like if, if if people get more rough scales in their hands and, and mess with them and stuff, I don't know. I think that might get them hooked. Yeah. You know? But yeah, more people got to produce them. Right. So. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, once I, they're in that sweet spot of what, like what, 500 bucks. I think that's when people will, I, th- I think that's what people are waiting for. They're like, eh, I kind of want to get yeah. that, but it's kind of like, it's it's not the the top of the list type of deal, and it's like yeah, yeah. you know. I well, kind of. I don't. From from the way I'm looking at it, and I mean, I could be completely wrong with this because I don't know how they sell. I don't really talk to too many guys that that really breed them, but 
you know, it's kind of cool because, like, the dudes that are breeding them are are holding out on their price mm-hmm. because a, a yeah. lot of those guys invested big money into them in the very beginning. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they're they're not willing to take a big hit, which is cool, you know. I mean, it's a rare species. It should The value should be up a little bit. Um, and I think people uh-huh. just kind of see that and, you know, it's kind of going hand in hand. I think once something's got to break, you know, either more people need to get a hold of them and start breeding them or the price needs to maybe come down a little bit, you know, like I said, you just need to get them out there a lot more. And I think they're really going to take off. You know, you don't yeah. really see that much of one of them, you know, I mean, how many guys are actually posting yeah. pictures of them? Uh, the only, the, the only guys that I know of the four. will be breeding in four, yeah. five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, everybody else bought adult pairs from Cam and either can't get them to breed or uh, or kicking around with a single male or female, and that's pretty much it. And then you have the guys kind of have it nailed down. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, very Soon. cool species, though. Yeah, definitely. I don't have them yet. I'm, wait, I'm waiting on Owen to produce some. You so might. Either that or Brian. Yeah. So. Oh, Nick's got <laughs> both, Nick too. has one of my boys. I mean, you know, he's kind of that way so yeah father Nick no Martin, i want him with you owen <laughs> all right fine give me a year i'll be right there so that's where i want him i want him from you <laughs> i want him from the rough scale uh super passionate super yeah. uh excited about rough scale uh, uh you know you have a problem he would own if he yeah, if I had to make a choice, yeah, it, you know, you know, you have a problem when you have one tattooed on you. So, you know, that's usually how that goes. But I can't uh, bitch, dude. I got, I got, I got a Brisbane coastal head tattooed on me. So I can't really say anything. Yes. So. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. You know, I, I figured my tattoo guy wanted to do a realistic tattoo. You know, ask be do it on me. I'm like, absolutely. Uh, I said, can I pick the snake? He said, yeah. So the hardcore snake nerd in me went, I'm not only going to do a carpet python, but I'm going to do a coastal. And on top of that, I'm going to do a locality, locality coastal because I can. <laughs> so I did a Brisbane. <laughs> so They have to be the cool yeah. ones, though. I mean, I, I love my Brisbanes. I think I can't believe Owen doesn't have them yet. But holy shit, they're sweet money. snakes. Right, you don't I'll have get Brisbane's? A... No, I don't know why no, either. No, <laughs> You, you really? Dude, Nick, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. I, I, just... <laughs> I thought you were a coastal dude. You I know. There's a lot. I don't have any. You want me to hang up on him? I'll yeah. hang up on him right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> For now, it's going to be the two Eric's on this. Beat it. <laughs> you get the hell out. Yeah. So, the coastal I, yeah. guy with no coastals. I have no locality coastals. I don't have any. I don't have Rockhamptons. I don't have any of that stuff. I desperately want to get into them though i just can't ever pull the trigger i don't know why so well i can't help He's you out this for year me to produce them yeah I, yeah again. there you go yeah i'm waiting for you guys <laughs> well i'm telling I, you right I, now i'm it's gonna be really easy to get me to buy these things you just got to produce them so yeah mm. yeah that that didn't happen here this year uh <laughs> i got i got completely skunked i don't i don't like to say this like i'm complaining but the only things that i got quality wise actual locality wise or my Palmerston jungles. Nice. Um, and then I did, I got another clutch of Nova guineas, but um, the Palmerston's was actually like a, like I was like a little kid when I saw eggs from them because I don't know, it took me maybe what, seven years to finally get them to breed. <laughs> so I was like super pumped. I produced the other ones minus the Brisbane's in the past. It's like, you know, 
that would have been really cool too because mm-hmm. it seems like a lot more people nowadays are looking for the the locality stuff and and mm-hmm. everything. And like I didn't breed my raw Camptons for the past two years because you know no one seemed to care. They were working on more, you know morphs and other things. So you know I'm not going to pollute the you know the market with a bunch of shit that people don't want right. at the time. But so then I get you know people are like, hey, can I get some raw Camptons? Yeah, sure. I'll pair these things up. These things are rock solid. Didn't give me shit. You know, people, can I get some Port Douglas's? Oh, wow. Didn't give me shit. <laughs> like, uh, you know, that's that's what you get for you yeah. know, trying to help, I guess. But yeah, all, like all my freaking like <laughs> locality stuff just didn't, didn't my, my, my Tully Gorge male hid in the water dish the entire breeding season. Um, <laughs> well, the first half. And then he cuddled with the girl, but he so just didn't want it. to do anything. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then my, the Palmersons, I... I was so pissed off at that project that I actually bought my ratio on adult Palmerson's is three to one. I was that okay. mad. I'm like, I'm going to get a fucking male to breed this girl <laughs> some way or another. That's right. You were telling me about this. You couldn't get anybody to do anything with her. No. So you know what, know what happened? I put mm. the original male in the freaking, the, 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 the same asshole that I tried three years straight. And didn't, yeah. didn't want to do anything. I put him back in just because I was like, ah, what the hell? And I come in like three hours later and they're locked up. And the I'm original like, male. I, I just, <laughs> the original male. Yeah. Uh... So, <laughs> yeah. So, and, wow. You know, and you guys need an adult Palmerson. Let me know. I got a couple males <laughs> at Alonia. But, uh, <laughs> damn it, I was, uh, I was hell bent on getting a Palmerson clutch. I think those things are really cool. I do like them. Did you get Did you get uh, some nice stripes in there? Or? Yeah, um, I actually got a lot of banded ones, which is really cool. Really? Um, only hmm. for the fact that they're known for striping, so it's kind of it's right. kind of neat to, to flip, you know switch it up a bit. Um, I got three sets of twins out of the clutch, but uh, yeah, I got I got a pretty good diversity of them, you know, as far as patterns go. Cool. I think there's. 15 of them out there. Really? Somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, dude, she's, she, what we brought, or Nick brought them in in what, like, 07, 08? Yeah, I remember that. 2017. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if her first clutch wasn't decent size, I was, you know, I'd have flipped. I mean, she, <laughs> did, she was a giant virgin by this time. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, my God, man. Come on. <laughs> now, like uh, he brought him in. Now I I saw Palmerson's were kind of like a, a big thing when he brought him in. And do you think maybe some of them have even kind of drifted into kind of like the same pitfalls that we have with coastals that people have taken a lot of Palmerson's and started throwing them into zebra projects? Mm-mm. No, I don't think so because they're not that they're not pretty. I mean, well, they're not like what everybody would consider a pretty jungle. I okay. Think, yeah. But. I think they're awesome. But, you know, yes, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, people think of jungles, they think of the 30 year selectively bred neon yellow and jet black, but a boom, but a bing kind of thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I, you know, one of the reasons why I got into carpets is because I like diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, I like all the different, you know, patterns and colors and the different species and stuff. So when I walk in there and, I, and I'm looking, at like a wall of jungles 
if they were all blazing yellow and jet black, to me that would be boring. Right. I, I know that probably sounds ludicrous, but like I like looking <laughs> like I kind of dig the ugly ones, you know, because they're like, wow, you're at least you're fucking different looking. You, you know, you're like you're 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 all pretty in God's eyes. No, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of dig them because they to me that's they signify like what a wild jungle looks like. You know, like I've never been to Oz, sure. but like if I, you know, that's what I would picture if I was, if I stumbled upon one crossing the road, like that's a Palmerson, you know, I don't know. That's, that's kind of yeah. like what I dig about them. And you were saying about certain localities falling by the wayside, that kind of happened with the Rock Hamptons too, because they're a darker locality. They're a yeah. Northern locale. So they're not a whole lot different than what a lot of our other coastal U.S. lines are. You know, in a sense, I mean, to me, their their head structure is a little bit different, and they're I'm still old school, so I love head patterns, and they got like the craziest head patterns of any carpet, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, they do. They're badass. Yeah, they're they're pre- they're pretty nuts. But uh, they're you know, like when they came out, you know, shortly after, well, a few years after that, is you know, the Brisbane's came out, and that kind of just like trumped Rockhampton stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same uh-huh. thing with, like, Tully Gorge versus Palmerson. Tully Gorge jungles uh-huh. tend to be a little prettier right out of the gate. So everyone went gravitated, like, they want them. You know, right. Palmerson's kind of took a back seat. And it kind of sucks because I think both of those projects have a lot of potential. I mean, especially with the Palmersons. You got to think, I mean, look at, look at the first zebras that came in. They look like mud. They look like dog shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. They weren't selectively I bred. have one. No, it's horrible. Yeah, now look at <laughs> now look at the stuff that these guys are producing. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's called some, like selective breeding kind of it seems like it's it's making a comeback. But there for a while everyone was just so seemed like interested in like instant gratification kind of. Like they just wanted to produce you know, just replicate what they got. You know, as as opposed to like taking a step back and thinking, "Huh, there's, you know, there's a lot of potential in this project." You know, Palmerson, everyone likes striped carpets. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get much more striped than the, the, you know, Palmerson blood. You know, but they're they're darker and they're, you know, they're not as bright yellow. Well, work on that. Work right. on selective breeding for that. You know, have, you know, a long-term goal. <laughs> per se. Not, you know, just, not, not just, just make four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not just like three years, boom. You know, I want, I want instant gratification. Kind of right. like work at it. I don't know. I kind of like doing stuff like that, though. The long-term projects. I mean, those are the mm-hmm. most fun, in my opinion. You get that get that one baby that you've been like, this thing is four breedings in the making of crossing this animal with that animal to that animal to finally get it. It's almost like when you finally get that clutch that ha- that actually, those animals that you've been trying to breed for so many years to actually have eggs, it's like, finally, goddammit, yes. So that's what you want. I mean, that's what I like mm-hmm. the long-term projects for. Why, why do you think I even mess around with white lips for the one time that they will actually have babies for me? I can lose my mind. So, you know. Oh, dude, white lips are badass. They're on my I list. love them. I'm not going to knock you on them. <laughs> yeah, they're cool they're snakes. So cool. The guy, uh, you know, without the, guys, like I said, though, without lips, guys keeping. He, what's that? I was going to say, the guy keeps white lips, but he won't keep scrubs anymore. What the heck? Nope. No more scrubs. <laughs> well, I 
hate to say this, but I'm kind of on Owen's camp again on that one. I, ah. you know, I'm, 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 I'm in the same, same boat. Um, love no the scrubs. scrubs just, for you I don't either. Know. Right now, not for, not for me right now. Wouldn't mind getting some uh, Moluccans down the road, but other than that. See, everybody likes uh, Moluccans. Nobody likes scrubs. So it's just the way well, it goes. See, <laughs> this is the good thing about the, about the hobby, though. Like, you guys will keep the white lips alive, and then we'll keep the scrubs alive, you know. There you go. Perfect. Going. And then, you, you know, all it. these things kind of kind of kind of stay stay uh on the up and up but um you know you're talking about locality stuff and you know this one just boggles my mind that more people don't care about this or maybe i mean you've bred them multiple times but the nova guineas like maybe you can uh try to hype that project up a bit tell us about it you know uh what you're doing with it etc you know like even the even the guys that are into IJs, they don't. It just seems like they they don't. I don't know. I know there's a couple guys out in the in the West Coast that um. I'm not gonna name any names, but it is a little odd that they don't own any any Nova Guineas. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty hardcore <laughs> IJ guy. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll hound them, you know, private messaging. But yep. uh, no, mm-hmm. they're. I think that the problem with the Nova Guineas is, you know, again, not enough people have them to spread the word. I'm horrible at it. I mean, I very rarely post other than a random really crappy picture every now and then. Uh, You know, and even in the beginning, you know, I was, you know, when I got my first clutch, um, I was ecstatic. And I remember like no one knew anything about them. It was like, okay, whatever. A little brown carpet python, <laughs> but um, and, and it's a lot of it's my fault, you know, uh, for for just not, you know, putting them out there as much, mm. you know. I right. mean, it's you know now I got you know Lance Lance has some, you know he's been posting a lot about them. So that's like I said, I think once more people start getting them, uh, they'll really take off. I think they're crazy. I mean, I love them. There, anyone who says that they're they're an IJ is nuts. They're they're mm. not even close. They don't have the same head structure, no. the same body structure. Nope. They do not throw red babies. Um, you know, I'm this is my third clutch of them. Um, never got a single red baby out of any of them. Uh, right. The patterns are crazy. You know, like everyone loves jags, right? But no one likes the the neuro thing. When I'm I'm one of them. You know, yeah. Nova Guineas, they throw the craziest jag-like patterns. I even got some this year that have, like, I, I don't really want to coin them this or anything, but, like, they have a very oscillate pattern to them. Very, very busy, you know, like oscillate patterns up the sides. Um, I hatched out a couple this year that are usually when they come out of the egg, they're kind of like different shades of, like, chocolate color in a sense, like milk <laughs> chocolate, if that makes sense any sense but um i had like two of them this year that had like a real silvery kind of color to them so um naturally they're the ones that are taking forever to shed so i don't know if that's just like a random fluke thing or not but uh you know i gotta see after they they finally decide to shed but very cool species easy to keep they breed just like the ijs i keep them up in the top you know right beside the ijs super easy pretty chill Actually, um, my first clutch, 
was really interesting. I got 12 eggs. They breed really small too, by the way. Like these guys, they, guy breed mine in a rack. You okay. don't need, like they're not a, you don't need a cage for them. Um, right. I got 12 eggs, all 12 hatched, and every single one was female. From the first couple. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, well, you know, it, it, mm. in, in the beginning, it kind of sounds like a really cool thing, but when it's like the only clutch in the country, and they're all growing yeah. better than being all boys, but, you know, people kind of want pairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was kind of like praying to God that the next year I was kind of male heavy um, so I could, you know, help the people out and get them, get them pairs established and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then this year coming up, I've been holding her back. She's been ready to breed now for a while, but I have a, I held one of those females back from the first clutch. And I'm kind of curious to see what the sex ratio is with her. Because like I said, that I've never, I've never had a clutch that, you know, 12 babies and they were all one sex. You know, that's just kind of that crazy is, to me. That is odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually you get your ass kicked and get, you know, 12 eggs, you get, you get 10 males and two females or something, but yeah, you know, those but are bad to get odds. all females. Yeah. yeah those are but to get all odds. females is, is weird. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to pair her up this year to see, to see what comes out. I'm very curious to see what the sex ratio is. Um, if it's anything, but yeah, it's just something to go for. Plus I'll give my, my main girl the year off. So Yeah, they're, they're yeah. <clears throat> I only have a pair. Do you do you like my female has like white scales just randomly throughout. Do you, do you see anything like that with any of the ones that you've produced? Uh not babies. Um my adult female has some like lighter scales scattered out, but nothing nothing dramatic or anything. Like what you're saying, like no. nothing white. Hmm. Yeah, this is but, it's weird. It's they're like almost like like pepper. You know how like some of the tigers have that peppering down the back. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like I think Jason's yep. line throws that every once in a while, but um, it's kind of like that. Instead of being black, they're white. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I thought it was strange. Yeah, shoot, send me a pic of that. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to check that out. Yeah. I, I probably saw it um, down at the, down at your house, but I totally. I mean, dude, you have a lot of animals, and I can't I can't keep track of everything. So, <laughs> and then yeah. eight hours after that, it was everything was a blur anyhow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they're cool though, man. I'm with you. It's like it's like a jag without the neuro. Like my male is very jag looking i mean if you didn't know better i bet you would think it was a jag and like i'm I'm sure that some selective breeding could be done with them but you know to make them even better than what they are but i don't know uh, again cool. i think i think there's a lot of potential with them like i said i mean yeah. n- no one in the states have started selective breeding for any certain traits whether it's striping or that weird like mm-hmm. you know busy pattern up the sides no one's really they're, they're too new there's not a lot of them out there. So, like I said, I think I, I got three clutches, and they, none of them have been huge. Like I said, 12 eggs were the I think was the biggest clutch I got. Uh, Nick's got a couple. Lance has a has a clutch now. You know, but there's there's not a ton of them floating around. So, yeah. you know, the selective breeding hasn't even begun with them. 
you know, I just, I think they're really badass. So, like I said, I mean, when you're, when it's hatchling season and then you walk in and look in your incubator and you see a bunch of little heads poking out and stuff. Like, I like looking at all the different colors in that too. You know, so mm-hmm. as weird as it sounds, little brown snakes are really cool when you're looking at a bunch of black and gray or black and silver snakes. <laughs> you know, or yeah. red and cream. Not the that wasn't anything ill towards you, Owen, but I know it's all right. IJ has that red kind of cream color. It's all right. Balin breeds my IJs for me, so you know. Yeah, there you go. So you don't yeah. have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, I don't have to do shit. Yeah. So <laughs> but now I can't get them. Which I saw them. They were they nice. Know. Their pants were cool. <laughs> yeah, but now now they won't eat. So now they're here and pissing they, me off. It's like it's yeah. It's a, they know. They know I'm not capable. I told of Owen. So yeah, they're like you. You're the IJ hater. We're not. You're the IJ eat. hater. No, we're not going to eat shit. You know that. We're going to die to spite you. <laughs> but it's just like when you're feeding the collection and all the baby coastals and all the baby jungles are eating, and then you get to these two IJs. You're like, yeah, and fuck you too. So it's you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll get there, but they're pissing me off right now. So that's it's kind of funny you said that because out of the clutches this year that I had. When I went down, you know, started feeding, uh, you know, the the Azantic IJ clutch pounded food, you know, Azantic nice. Coastal clutch pounded food. Van, every Vanda Vetner clutch baby, not, there's only six, but every single one of them ate. Uh, the Ivory Outcross stuff, all ate. I get to me and me and Jason's freaking Tiger IJ clutch, which was like eleven. Not a yeah. single one of them little bastards ate. I walked around <laughs> like what the. <laughs> Like, what the hell? What like, the all hell? these other snakes are doing fantastic, and then it's like this one IJ clutch. I'm like, I'm already pissed off at you to begin with because you're not striped, <laughs> you know, and now you're going to refuse food. Like, you know, I'm about ready to call Jason and be like, dude, you're going you're gonna to get like 11 freaking tiger IDs in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't well, do that to him. Let me know when, let me know when you threaten that because I'll, 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 once you're done, I'll do the same thing. I'll just threaten him with sending two bags. <laughs> I just got off the phone with Kohler. He said he's sending his back too. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, screw these IJs. Yeah, but, uh, I got a lot of them started on live. Um, yeah. Fortunately, a friend of mine brought me some live crawlers and stuff because they were all they they all started like hitting the food like when you when you put the frozen thought in there they would they would bite and constrict but then they yeah. just end up letting go. Yeah, that's exactly and, that exact problem I'm having. Yeah, and when you're when you're running down the line of like you know, 50 babies at a clip or whatever, you know, you're trying to feed, you don't really have time to sit there and play tug of war with 11 of them. Like, you know, you kind of want to get, <laughs> get shit fed. And right. uh, so I figured, well, you know, we'll see how this goes the next week. I think I did finally get like two to eat frozen mm-hmm. thawed. And then, like I said, a friend of mine brought me a bunch of live and that really did the trick. I mean, they all, they all took them. So I think all but one now in the clutch has, has eaten. I had that. I had the same kind of problem when I hatched a clutch of bread lie. None of them ate. The really? entire clutch didn't want it. And bread lie? They were all, yeah, they didn't want the frozen thaw. The second you put a live hopper in there, every single one of them just killed, ate, done. Whole clutch. Like it went from a non feeding clutch to everyone is going like gangbusters. And I just had to go get a bunch of hoppers. So, like for three yeah. weeks in a row, I had to drive someplace to grab a bunch of hoppers and feed them. And after that, they all started taking frozen thaw, but it was that first few feedings alive is what kicked them all off. So, 
I've had that same experience. That's why I just start with live. I'll probably go get live for these guys. So just call it. Yeah, uh, I, I can't get it in my area, though. Yeah. That's, my uh, problem is, I mean, unless I want to go spend, you know, there's a pet shop about 40 minutes away from me. Um, no, hopefully no. he still, <laughs> he still breeds them. Like he still breeds his own rodents and stuff up there. But I mean, at one point he, he wanted like a buck 50 for a crawler. I'm like, dude, you're what? a psycho, you know, but it's retail, wow. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I guess rodent prices are pretty high, but yeah, I'm like, really, dude, I got, I, I need 30 of these things. That's you're going to do that to me? Yeah. So, you know, we, we worked out a deal and, uh, I haven't went up there in, in the past few years, but. Previously, like I've had, like you know, I had random gecko species that I was breeding or whatever, and you know, I take I take some up and like we do some trades and shit for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, dude, I I just can't see myself spending a buck fifty on a crawler mouse. I'm not doing. No, it. no, that's that's like adult <laughs> rep price. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put them in a the freezer before yeah. I spend that kind of money on a mouse. <laughs> I'd be tempted. I'm not gonna lie. Right. Well, do your um, job. Eat your food. So <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Adapt or die. What's your uh, let's let's uh, hit on um, anything special you do for breeding? Like, what's your pro typical python breeding for your carpets? <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Um, I don't really for for carpets. Uh, I you know my shop has a. I actually have like a, a furnace out there a house furnace so I can control the night drops, like the ambient night drops and stuff with that. Um, usually like the first weekend of December, uh, I'll go in and I'll drop all the belly heat. I, I usually keep a belly heat around 90 to 93. <clears throat> and, you know, starting first weekend in December, I'll, I'll only drop the belly heat down. Like I'll drop it all down to about 85, 86. I don't, I don't kill it anymore. Um, I did that in the very beginning. I had a couple young males get RI and without realizing it, then you try to combat stuff. And next thing you know, like a lot of males have RI. And mm-hmm. then it was like, you know, I had a pair of Rockhamptons. What well, was the Rockhampton male? Um, I had a pair of Jags from, from Paul that were, you know, from the original line, and then 50% Rockhampton on top of it. It was that male. Um, I think my, my one Vanda Vetner male. So it was like a lot of like key projects that if, if the males died, I was kind of screwed in a sense. Right. And that's exactly what happened. They got RI. Um, like I said, my, the vets in my area aren't real big reptile vets. Um, I did the dosages that they told me to do that, or told me to do. And they, you know, they all ended up dying. Um, I'm thinking, you know, they got overdosed and that scared me. So I don't do that anymore. Like I said, so I, I drop them, I drop the belly heat down to about 85, 86. And then I just start cooling my air temps down, you know, from 78, you know, I do two degrees once a week, you know, until they bought them out to 70. So I'll go, you know, 78 down to 76 and 74, 72. Um, and at the same time, my my lights are built into a timer into the wall as well so I can control the daylight cycle at the same time I'm controlling my ambient temps. Um, and they're all just right there. I can just walk over to that section of the wall, press a couple buttons, and I'm done. But uh, that's basically all I do for the carpets. 
Um, I can't speak for Brettles because I've only ever bred them one time and I got two eggs. And that was the only year that I actually, like, remembered in, in a sense, like, gave a shit to, like, do what you're supposed to do with them. <laughs> Cooling them down. Um, that really yeah. annoying thing you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's never, it's not even so much that it's like, you know, since they breed later in the year, I'm always like, I, I don't know. I always got a million things going on. I just always forget to pair them back up. I'm right. Like, oh shit. I was supposed to do that. Yeah. Well, not this year, but uh, yeah. So I, I got a couple brettles that I just kind of keep around as pets cause they're cool. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I might try to breed them maybe this year coming up. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's basically all I do for the for the carpets. And then just pair them up, depending on what's going on. I usually start out pretty regimented. I'll do, like, three days on, three days off. Um, and then if work gets crazy or something, sometimes they spend two weeks in, three days off, you know, whatever, whenever I can, you know, whenever I right, really get back to it. Everything. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of my pairs are very specific. So, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm just going to like, well, if this if this pair doesn't breed, I'm just going to randomly throw this animal in just so I can get babies. Like, if if this, like, if my pair of Lazics don't breed, then, then they don't breed this year. You know what I mean? I'm not going to substitute it just to produce numbers. So it's not, right. a, it's not a huge deal if I separate them out or not because – my my mail I'm very mail heavy in my collection because of the way my collection is I ha- I kind of have to be, you know right not not three to one like the Palmersons but you know at the very least one to one if not like right. you know two point twos or two point ones and stuff I like having extra mails around I know a lot of a lot of people frown on that but I don't know I've had some you know if a male doesn't want to breed. You're definitely not going to get eggs, man. Yeah. So that's right. <laughs> doesn't take much more to keep an extra male around. I keep them small anyhow, so it's it's not like they're they're breaking the bank or anything. That is but. true. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you keep it simple and uh, just uh, you know, uh, Anything you do special for eggs? Are you uh, maternal incubation? Have you done that, or are you more of uh, making sure that everything's cool in the uh, in the incubator? Um, I haven't had the guts to do maternal incubation yet. Thank you. Um, Me either. <laughs> I, I, I do want to try it. Uh, again, I, I just got to you know, I guess switch up some things with with breeding to, to allow that. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't really use right. egg, like nest boxes or anything. So, um, I use papers, you know, craft paper as a substrate. So they pretty much go under the paper and they can lay wherever they want. They're not limited to wherever you put the box or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. they can kind of go wherever they want in the in the cage. Um, I wouldn't mind trying it just to experiment. Again, something I may mm-hmm. I may try this year. Uh, if if all the girls go that I may pair up, I might not have a choice but to try maternal yeah. incubation because I don't know if my incubator will be able to handle the clutches. Um, I'm not saying that to sound mm-hmm. weird. I just, you know, that that might be a, a good thing that it might like force me into trying maternal incubation. <laughs> but, right. Uh, take that take that plunge. But sure. now, I always thought about it, just never. But now, as far as incubation. Uh, do the no substrate method. Um, 
I don't know if Nick still does it this way. He told me um, quite a few years ago about a certain brand Sterilite and using glasses as a top, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, instead of using the, the plastic lid that comes with them. And uh, yeah. I still mm-hmm. do that. <clears throat> I, I like that. You know, my incubators, I convert Pepsi coolers and stuff. So I like the glass doors. I like the glass tops. I can, I don't have to open the door to check anything out. You know, I can stand three feet away mm-hmm. if I wanted to and look in. And then I don't, the only time that I really do have to get in there is I, I don't put any uh, holes in my egg boxes. So I just slide the glass back and forth. You know, if I see a lot of condensation on the glass, I'll slide it open a little bit more until I don't right. see any condensation. I just kind of read the eggs. You know, if the right. eggs look like they need more humidity, I close the, the lid. If they need less, I, you know, kind of kind of forces you to keep an eye on things too, you know, doing sure. that way, at least for me. But no, that's, True. like I said, nothing really. Glass on top of the uh... – on the actual tubs, that's just more for being able to see inside the the tub. Is that the idea? Uh, that's why I like it. Um, yeah. Okay. Not sure. <clears throat> I I don't know. Um, someone told me VPI used to do that back in the day. I I really don't know. Nick's the one who told me about it. But yeah, they do. I. Is that what they do? Yeah, yeah they I, put them in like it, big trash cans and just uh, put a big piece of glass over top of it. Jesus. Yeah, it, and you can't use, you know, in case anyone's listening is going to try this, you can't use plexiglass because it's going to warp like a son of a bitch on you, and you're going to have nothing okay. but problems. <laughs> you got to use glass. <laughs> I mean, it's a, gotcha. go to Home Depot, you know, measure your Get little box. Yeah. You know, I, I go to Home Depot now. When I first started, I was a total idiot, went to a glass place, and I'll never do that again cost mm-hmm. me a ton of money but like all the edges are like super nice and rounded and it's i used i, I still have glass out there that's like oh my god a quarter inch thick or something crazy so i'm like gotta have that weight you know big, little baby carpet pythons might lift that <laughs> but uh a- anymore i just run up to home depot get the thin stuff yeah tell them what size i need to cut and i come home and just hit it with a dremel with like a little sanding stone on it just hit the edges so i don't uh slice myself all the hell and back and that's it. But yeah, I, I like it a lot better that way. That's cool. I never thought about that. Yeah. I always just pop the lid. So the condensation thing always freaks me out. You yeah. know, on, on top, especially like with with a with like a Sterilite lid and stuff. Even the translucent ones, you still can't really see in there too well. Yeah, true. And I'm always just paranoid about popping them open and lifting it, and then you know having it rain down on the eggs. Right. So, I can yeah, see I, don't, I don't really mess with it too much. So let's, uh, why don't we jump into some molasses stuff? I know you got Waters, Max, and Olives. Uh, are, what do you, you had, you had a successful clutch of Olives this year, right? No, last year. Last year. Okay. So any kind of special approach when it came to the breeding of those guys, or was it just chucking them together? Did you have to use another male? I, I'm I'm a big fan of using them another male. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of guys don't like doing that, and you know if you if your pair is compatible, then more power to you. Um, okay. You know, I it, it worked for me. 
now I didn't I didn't combat my males. Um, again, just didn't really want to go through all that shit because combating all the pythons isn't like combating carpet pythons. <laughs> um, they don't mess around. No. Uh, the first year, what I the first year I got eggs. What I did, I had my initial pair, and then later on I bought another male, mm-hmm. and I just kept him smaller. Yes. And you know, I, I paired the, the initial pair up, let them go for a couple of days. They showed zero interest. Took out the other little male, which is kind of cruel, but it was kind of funny at the same time. But I put him in with the bigger olives, and he literally, like, freaked the fuck out. Like, this freak. Because he's in there with these big giant, not big giant olives, but way bigger than he was. Yeah. And, I mean, and it really worked because he was so scared he was literally like shitting and pissing everywhere. He he was trying. He was crawling all over both of them, like frantically, trying to yeah. get out of the cage because he was terrified. But he literally descended the entire cage all within like forty five seconds. And I remember with the door, I had the door down, and the the my main male kind of woke up and like lifted his head up out of the coils, like what the hell's all this commotion going on? <laughs> And, like, kind of looked, and before he got his bearings, I had pulled that other male out, shut the door, and yeah. then he kind of, like, came to, and I went out about an hour later, and, I mean, he was working the cage, you know, tongue everywhere, going crazy, and then next thing you know, they were locked up. So, I don't know. I'm just, you know, so, I'm not trying to tell people to buy multiple males, but that's what worked for me. I, I know other people that they just bought a pair and threw them together, and it worked. I, I've had zero luck with mine. So, and I have a second, I now have the extra male. So I'm hopeful for this year. So do you even think that the, the, like, could you maybe even get away with pulling the big pair and putting the little one in and just letting him run all around for an hour or two and then putting the pair back together in the cage? Well, that, yeah, that's what I, that's what I did the past two years. Okay. Um, hold on, Dracula Goat House. Sorry, trying to get my dog in. <laughs> uh, what I did, I have, I have another girl now, and she's quite a bit bigger than my original girl. Right. So pretty much what I did this year, well, in last last year a little bit, put my original male in for you know a couple hours, you know, pulled him out, put the second male in, let him go crazy again because he smelled the other male mm-hmm. and the bigger girl, pulled him and then put the other male back in just to kind of, I just kind of did it that way. And, uh, so that way I don't really have to introduce the males anymore. I just kind of, and then, like I said, last year, since I had a 2.2, I just, you know, whatever the the pairs that I wanted, Mm. I just switched the males for a couple hours and then switched them back. You know, I didn't put them back in with the the females I wanted them to breed. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I figured that, that my original girl wasn't going to go. Usually yeah. she goes like every other year and the big girl. I don't know. I mean, the male was spurring the hell out of her. The thing with olives is you can see any kind of breeding activity on their back. I mean, huh. you can see like the track marks. You can see, yeah. see everything. Uh, <clears throat> he just didn't, I guess he just didn't find the, the, the happy place. You know, he just, <laughs> he just didn't hit his mark. Didn't, didn't get it done. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, hopefully, and that and that was actually the the smaller male. Yeah. I mean, since then he's he's gotten bigger. So I I was 
I put him in with the with the newer girl, and um, you know he he wasn't scared anymore. Like I said, he was he was really trying to breed. So hopefully this year coming up, you know he'll get the job done. Hopefully. So uh, are you trying Fuscus this coming year? Uh, I would if I can find a male. Damn it! You and I have my, the same fucking problem. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> my male just passed away. So, uh, yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, they're, did, they were old. I mean, but yeah. How like how have you have you bred them before? Because I have one that is my male is tiny compared to my <clears> female, <throat> and I'm on the fence about whether or not I even want to try with such a tiny boy. So I don't know. No. I've I've never gotten Fuscus to go, and it really pisses me off. Yeah, um, and this is the pair that basically, like, from what I know, some of the founding stock. Yeah, like, these were Chapman's. I have Chapman's uh, trio. Well, now just two girls. Jeez. But it, you know, yeah. it's 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 the waters that produced Everybody's... most of the guys that have them. Yeah, yeah. it's it, and... it, it, you can trace them <clears> back there. So yeah. No, I mean it's partially it's my fault because like the first couple of years I just didn't really care. Like I was just really digging just having water pythons and right. Like I'd pair them up, but I would just do it like real half-assed. Right. And uh, started getting serious with it like a year or so ago, and you know put the bigger water water dish in there because I heard that that's how he did it. Mm-hmm. And you know still nothing. And then like I said, my male, I don't know how old these animals are. I mean they're old. I just right. know that, you know, he started, he started losing a little bit of weight. He refused food, you know, and next thing you know, I walk in um, a couple of days later and he's, you know, gone. Damn. So the females are still doing awesome. Yeah. Um, they got perfect weight and everything. I mean, they've been, they've been living large for the past, I don't know, three or four years that I've had them. So, <laughs> Yeah, not uh, having eggs. Yeah, I, I just need to find them. I just need to freaking find a male. That that always, that's another species that just seems to be it comes in waves. You'll see like twenty freaking listings for water pythons, and then you won't see them for two years, and then you'll see them mm-hmm. all again, and then they're gone. So, like, and that's the same thing I'm at. If I had found an older boy, I would have been I'd be right gung ho with the season. So, I don't know. How big's your male now? Uh, he's on like. Uh, retired breeder mice like xl mice so what's like that brian like? schaefer ex- expired breeder mice uh yeah i haven't seen brian stuff like i get small my, rat uh not not that big like i'd say crawler rat i think he's taking a few crawlers so yeah i'd give him a shot uh yeah my female's a bitch though so i'm also a little worried about him <laughs> like I, I was told I, I was told the males go small. I mean, That's what I the heard original, too. The original trio, I can tell you, the the male mm. was maybe half the size of the girls, maybe. And I mean, like to the point where if I fed him a medium rat, yeah, it, it was like he would look like he ate a bus. Okay. You, you know, he wasn't very big around. Uh, the, the girls are. Oh my God! I don't know. I, I never really measured them, but they're at least six foot. Okay. You know, and I feed them medium rats and it, you know, doesn't really do like, it doesn't like blow them out too crazy or anything. Okay. Cause my so, girl's on mediums, but that will pretty much bloat her out. And she's 
she's she's about like I'd say four four and a half foot, and then the male is the tiny guy. So, and she's the holy terror of water pythons. Like fly out of the cage at you, jumping, biting, whipping all around. So she's fun. So do you, you have know, Queens, do you have Queensland Fuscus or Northern Territory? I think I got I think I got Queensland. Yeah. Or I mean New Guinea. Uh, New Guinea. I got New Guinea. I'm sorry. New Guinea. Yeah. I, I got New Guinea. I don't have any Northerns. I've been tempted by them. Um, I, for, I think, uh, Eric, you have Northern Territory, right? No, I have Queensland. Queensland. Okay. My, yeah. I, my Queenslands from, uh, have all. Brian. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know about yours, but like all the Queensland Fuscus I've ever had were all. They're they're fast. They're they're definitely the fastest python I've ever owned. Yeah. But they're, they're none of them were aggressive. I've never no. gotten bit, knock on wood, by a fuscus. But I don't have New uh, Guineas either. No, I have I've numerous heard, times. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard they're the uh, the real. Uh, I want to get them. Don't get me wrong. I I mean, again, being a collector, I I want all the localities, but right, just don't have them yet. Well, she's. She's the only one. She's the only animal that's ever got me in the face, and uh, so and that's, that's just be, that's just because I'm like I'm going to move you up here in this rack that's at eye level, and then realized my mistake about a day later. Later, and I'm like, <laughs> and back down you go. So you know that was that. So um, yeah, I had whatever. to do that with my uh, my head is IJ male. <laughs> he's a complete. He he's just an asshole. Um, yeah, he's not one that you. He'll let you mess with them while you're cleaning, like from cage to tub. But getting them, like by the time I get them back to the cage, like I used to have him at eye level too, mm. and I just took way too many, you know, strips to the face. Like, okay, I'm going to move you down <laughs> a couple notches. Yeah. I'm going to put something a little more chill up there. I'm doing you a favor because you're an IJ. I was going to put you on the top, but you know, you're kind of a dick, so. Forget you. You're going down here now. It's like yeah, that's yeah. pretty much how it went. So yeah, my my female's like that. Holy shit! Holy shit! My female was like that until she until she produced actually for me, and that kind of calmed her down. Oddly enough. Oh God, I um, hope. Oh so. really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I'd go like throwing her around my neck or anything. Not that I do that anyhow, but. Uh, she's a lot right. more chill than the male. I'm just going to put it that way. Okay. Right. Well, who knows? So, <laughs> uh, with your Max, uh, Eric wanted to definitely talk about the Roddy Island and the Max and what you're doing with those. I sent my mail out to Sam Pacini. Okay. Uh, he was the only other one that I knew of that had Rhodey Islands. Okay. And the last time I had talked to him, I think she she slugged out last year. Uh, um, his girl. Okay. So I I I sent him out to him until I can get my hands on some more. But uh, I, I'd like to get some brought in from Europe. There's a couple guys over there that have quite a few different Macalot localities. Yeah. And I I talked to a friend of mine that's local that he's going to start importing. And I put the bug in his ear to try to bring in some Maclot localities as well. That'd I mean, cool. unfor- unfortunately over there from kind of vibe I'm getting is like the dudes that collect. I mean, not that they make a lot of money off the animals anyhow, but like they, they still have that mindset like Maclots 
cheap ass animal. Like mm. don't even want to bother with them. Mm. It's like, no, nah. I mean, they might be, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not going to try to make, you know, they're not going to be thousand dollar snakes. I just really dig that species and I want to collect localities cause that's what I'm into. Right. So it'd be kind of cool to get, you know, yeah, the rotis and the Samals and stuff like that. But dude, you know, Indonesia, I mean, there's how many islands over there? Yeah. I mean, look at all the different retics and stuff that they're finding on islands. I mean, there's got to be different Maclot species and stuff too, or localities. Uh, but, I, I would <clears throat> agree. And it would be cool to have the locales here and have them separate. Cause I mean, uh, I think with what I've been seeing recently is that, uh, everybody who normally imports for the dealers and stuff like that, I've kind of figured out that Max might be on the climb. So I've definitely seen a lot more adult Maclots pythons come in with people's mm-hmm. Indonesian orders. So it'd be nice to have the localities to have locality specific ones before everything gets all mixed up together and it just becomes a Maclots python and you never even get to know what the hell the locality of that thing is. So, yeah, that's what, I try to only talk to like a couple dudes that are going to yeah. like import to kind of keep it low key. Cause I don't want like, not that I don't know if this would happen or not. I, but you know, you get a lot of other importers and then now mm-hmm. everything magically becomes a locality and you don't right. really know, mm-hmm. you know, before that gets kind of weird. I'd like to, like you said, like to bring in some of the localities and kind of lock them in and then whatever those guys want to do, they can do, but we'll know what we have. Right, you know what I mean. So that well, we can just work that way. And and the importers constantly change the localities. I mean, there used to never be yeah. localities of blackface white lips, and now there are like four because we've decided that there need to be four. And I don't know why there are four. No one will explain to me why there are four, but there are four now. And it's oh, I didn't know there was four. Oh That's my god, <laughs> it's like uh, it started with all of a sudden it was just a blackface white lip, and then they found the Tamikas which are supposed to be way calmer than normal blackface white lips. And I can't even remember the other ones because I got so frustrated. So it's like everything is now wrong. So it's, it's one of those other things. And they haven't even delved into where I think you would find more locality specific animals is with the gold face, because you have certain animals that have a ton of gold and you have certain animals that have very little gold. And nobody even kind of triggers, f- tries to figure that out. They're all just gold face white lips. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, like I said, I only knew of the two different localities of the black phase. Um, yeah. And one coming, you know, from, from Dan. Yeah. You know, I trust what that guy says. Yeah. You know, he's, he's pretty legit, dude. Um, but, yeah. unfortunately, you know, like I said, now it, all, it seems like locality stuff is becoming more and more popular. Yes. So, of course, you know, you're going to have some of these guys. You, you, it's just like anything else. It's kind of like the whole, like, you know, what what is my carpet python? I bought it exactly. right in a pet shop. You, you kind of got to do your research and just kind of weed out those dudes, mm-hmm. you know. There was a couple couple of them that I was going to inquire, like, think about inquiring, getting some animals and talk to some other guys. And, you know, it seemed like the general – thing was, well, that guy kind of switches up localities of shit to whatever kind of appeases the Whatever you're looking for. Like, well, then I don't really want to go that route. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do the the kind of, you know, trustworthy, you know. All this stuff is basically based off of word of mouth, you know, and and, and trusting the person you're buying from. Mm -hmm. So, 
It's just, you know, what level you want to do that. But. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, I thought maybe we could try to squeeze uh, some Walmart Python talk in there. Um, have you you've produced Walmas? This was the first year you produced them? Yes, and I had two. <laughs> I'm officially two? a worm of Python breeder. Yes, <laughs> two of female. Yeah. They're both female. But uh, so, yeah. is it the eggs that are tricky, or what's the what's the deal with them? What what makes them difficult? In, in my very limited experience with this, breeding them is a piece of cake. I mean, Jesus, right. all they did was pair them up. Uh, <laughs> I have a, a one point two. I have a pair of Art Alves line. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The female's not quite big enough, but the male is. I mean, he was he was smaller, you know, and I got a pretty decent-sized female, and I'm like, you know what? Kind of the same ratio I get with carpets and other shit. I'm going to throw <laughs> them together and see what happens. I'll keep right. an eye on them a little bit. Right. don't know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, he just went right at it. I must have counted 10 copulations, and I wasn't even really paying attention. I mean, he just bred the living shit out of her. Uh, like an idiot, though, I, I may have had a better hatch rate if I, I. She was in a in a part of a rack, and I unplugged her heat without realizing it, so she didn't have any, like belly heat, throughout the breeding. And I don't know if that's a, a big thing or not, but by the time I remembered, okay. like I I hurried up, got it plugged back in. Um, you know she. She went back, hugged the heat. She would lay inverted, you know, the whole nine. Um, I think I started out with, I think she gave me 10 eggs, but two of them were duds. Um, and, yeah, by the time, it, like, a couple of the eggs, a couple guys told me that if you can make it through the first couple of weeks, you're good. Yeah. Well, within those first couple of weeks, I had a couple of eggs die. And then uh, probably 10 days before hatching, I had like all but two just crash on me for some weird reason. Um, it yeah, seemed like every day geez. I was going in there, like one egg just looked like complete shit after another. So yeah, yeah I ended up hatching. I ended up hatching two. Hey, but who's better than at zero? least I did it, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. They're really cool. So and, and they're huge. Yeah, like, they're the easiest things to get eating because they're they're womas. So. You, just, <laughs> you could fucking throw a hot dog in there. I think they'd eat it, but um, you know, I'm just feeding them at the under, same size. Uh, same size. What's that? What would you, What did you say? You feed them the same size what? Oh, I was gonna say I. I just you know I'm throwing out the same size food for everything, and I'm running down right. the line, and I feed those guys, and I come back to. To check a little bit later, and I see all these big lumps in the carpet pythons, and the womas are just staring at me like, "Really? Is that all you got?" Like they barely even leave lump in them. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta like make a mental note to put bigger meals in with them. Jeez. But uh, and they're not really crazy like aggressive feeders. At least the two that I have. I mean, they're they're kind of like the olive pythons, where you just kind of lay it, lay the food in there, and then they eat it. Like they don't come flying at them like a carpet python and constrict and you know, beat the crap out of it. They just kind of come over and eat it. So I don't know. Right. But I'm 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 only speaking on two babies, dude. So I can't. Huh. Don't really take anything what I say to. <laughs> you know, to the bag. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> working with very limited more, experience here. More babies, yeah. So. Yeah. 
So hopefully yeah. this year I'm going to do things right. And, cool. You know. Right. Yeah, they're such an underrated species, in my opinion. You know, everybody focuses oh, awesome, on dude. the blackheads and love them, but Womas are badass, man. They're cool snakes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I kind of like the Womas better. I mean, though, I, I, I want to get blackheads, don't get me wrong, but... Mm. Um, right. I don't know. I just, I've always dug Wilma's. I've heard many horror stories about blackheads, about getting babies to feed and all that other fun stuff and the potential that they'll murder each other. It it just turns me off of blackheads so much. It's ridiculous. So. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of up for the challenge, but uh, first I need to get some. Yeah. And then I need to raise them up. So it's going to be quite a while before I do. Yeah. I got other I got other stuff on the on the line like, on, the list. You know, on the list first. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. we have uh these last couple closing questions and we'll let you get the hell out of here. Um and they're pretty easy and also can be a little difficult. So if you could <laughs> own any species of reptile without any limitations, whether it be law, space or what you're allowed to have, what would it be and why? Huh. Oh, man, that's, that is a tough one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, Prenti's, Prenti monitors kind of jump out at me right now. Yeah. I mean, I think they're pretty badass. Wouldn't mind checking them out. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. The list is too big. I, I can't really just single one thing. You know, and oddly enough, it's a, it's a monitor species. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll probably hang up, and there there'll be like ten python species to pop out in my head. And like, oh, but uh, Why didn't I I've say always that? dug those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've like, always dug those. I like perennies, and I you know I like playing with the monitors and stuff, especially when they leave and go back to Andrew, and I don't have to deal with them anymore. So you know, like right now, I have six Niles and three mangrove monitors in my house. So yeah, I'm getting a little tired of the Nile monitors. So anyway, I was gonna say, but, no, no, no wonder you don't like monitors. Yeah. No, <laughs> one, bit, one bit me through a bag at Hamburg. It was not a good day, but anyway, um, so you look like Santa Claus walking around that show that with the big ass freaking Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with your big ass black like, throat monitor in the freaking yeah. yeah. Sack kicking in me in the back. Yeah. It was great so glad I can carry things like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you could go and herp anywhere in the world, where would you be? Where would you go and why? And what would you be hoping to find? Well, I wouldn't mind hitting some of them islands down around Timor, you know, yeah. the whole window thing, like the islands that no one's ever really been on. Uh, Australia, obviously. Mm. Um, that's, a, that's a given. But probably those in, in Papua New Guinea, um, yeah, because I, I just I just think there's a lot lot more cooler stuff on that you know chunk of land than than we know of. So mm-hmm. like I said, I mean I want my go down trying to find some of these Nova Guineas out in the wild and pinpoint exactly where they're from. You know that's. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think those three places would would be uh, top of my list. Cool. All right. So, what is your next reptile purchase? What's the animal you're hunting for right now that you want to add to the collection? 
Uh, well, I just kind of started like two weeks ago. Um, I just started getting into bloods and short tails. Oh no! <laughs> and, and oh, no, I'm not going to breed. And, and, and oddly enough, yeah. the two that I got a pair of Sumatran blacks and I got a Matrix. Okay. And no, I'm not going to breed those two together. <laughs> don't breed uh, them together. <laughs> well, I might do it just to piss Eric off. I don't know. Just to do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm just going to give him all the babies. Say, Here. <laughs> just drop them off. There you go. <laughs> but I, I'm really, I've always wanted them. Um, yeah. Just finally now started getting into them. Uh, but those, probably the white lips. Yeah. Um, unless, you know locality mac lots mysteriously pop up in the next few months then everything's done yeah those uh those those two are pretty much at the top of the list cool but like i said i'm kind of hooked on these like i said these samarans and this matrix i mean i I don't know they're they're badass looking little sausages you know i kind of (laughs) dig them (laughs) <laughs> the slug snakes. Matt hates it when yeah. I say that. But um, what, sw- swamp snakes. Yes, sl- slugs, slugs. All these oh, look at these slug slugs. Snakes. Yeah. So I say that, and Matt usually gets mad and says something about my animals that's way clever, and uh, I go back to my table and be quiet. So yeah, um, that'll be a thinly. <laughs> so yeah, I, I need to I need to get a hold of him because I need some Borneos in my life. So <laughs> he's he's, he's going to be the guy I'm going to go to. So. Yeah, he's got he's got great stuff, and he's got uh, my only blood I, that I I dropped off at his. I abandoned it at his house, so you know it's with him. <laughs> so it's like, and I never want it back. So yeah, um, he's definitely the guy to go to. But yeah, those, that's a good. I'd say I'd say as far as snake species, those are the two. Yeah. That uh you know, that I would jump into. And then, you know, I wouldn't mind adding some, maybe a few more blue tongues yeah. to the list. Um, you did, you did and, have baby blue tongues this year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got, that's cool. I had a litter of 10, uh, two crashed pretty quick, but the other eight are doing really well. They grew really fast. Pretty neat. Um, I, I just got them because I needed garbage disposals for baby carpets that didn't eat. And, <laughs> um you know, I'm I'm hoarding I'm hoarding the whole litter, but no, really, you keep them all. <clears throat> well, my adults are red, so okay. they turned really red. Um, so I'm going to keep these back to see what they're going to look like, and cool. uh, maybe swap. You know, once if I ever learn how to sex them, uh, <laughs> which apparently I'm like really wrong at every single time, but <laughs> I'm going to try to swap some some you know bloodlines back and forth with a with a friend of mine. That's cool. Right. Cool. Yeah, cool. Like I said, other than that, I'm, you know, I got, I got to control myself. I can't, you know, I'm done going crazy and, you know, doing, you know, I, I jumped into geckos full bore there for a while and was doing a, I don't even know how many different species of gecko and python and it just got to be, and, and, and Teresa on top of it. And it was just like, well, I got the geckos cause I had Aunt Teresa and then I got, like hooked on all these different geckos and then I just freaking like lost my mind. <laughs> and it just like, it's not bad when it's not Python hatchling season, but like when you're pulling Python clutches and you're still pulling gecko clutches and stuff, it's just, it just got to be too much. And I was like, yeah, done. <laughs> coin, coin yeah. No, no, no. I was, was going to crash. Nah, enough. <laughs> they, so they, the geckos went. Because they don't stop. 
Oh, no, they don't. They're, they're like the most prolific little bastards on the planet. Well, some of them. <laughs> I mean, Pictus are what bur- really burnt me out was the, the breed of Pictus. I mean, those things are nuts. Jesus. Yeah, it's the collector in me, you know what I mean? It's it's easy to get carried away. Yeah. Especially when you have a shop oh, in the house so the wife doesn't know what you have. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. like the once a month she would walk in and tell me dinner was ready. She's like, oh, where'd this rack of shit come from? And I'm like, oh, don't worry about that. And that's, there's nothing in there. <laughs> don't look over there. It's fine. Yeah. So that's just quarantine stuff. Yeah, don't worry about that. What rack? Yeah, but, just <laughs> she, she. She's so used to the shit now. She uh, she had a job where she worked from home, mm. and I would just call her up like randomly throughout the day. I'm like, "Hey, you gonna be home around 10:30?" She's like, "Yeah." Why you got a package coming? I'm like, "Yeah, put it in the put it in the dining room. Just leave it there until I get home." She's like, "All right." She wouldn't even ask what the hell it was. She's like, "Yeah, whatever." I'm like, "Text text me when it's there." And she would. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So. I think she she realized it was a lost cause. So. <laughs> she, she's picking her battles. Doesn't fighting it's with them anymore. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah. And awesome. if she did inquire, I'd just blame on my kids and say, "Well, the girls really wanted them." And then, <laughs> <you know. laughs> oh yeah, Not the girls book. really wanted African big-headed geckos, huh? I'm yeah. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> the girls really dug them. You're like the meanest little bastard on the planet. But yeah, the girls really wanted to golf here. I can't but. say no to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I have to remember all this stuff. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks for coming on, Eric. It was uh, awesome. Throw out your website. How do people get in touch with you if they want to inquire about? some babies, a show you're coming up to do, anything like that? Well, I don't have a website yet. Either um, one. Because I'm I'm lazy and I just (laughs) never did it. Uh, If you want to get a hold of me, my phone number is 814-934-7609. Feel free to give me a call, old school. Um, At the very least, shoot me a text. Um, you can you can find me on Facebook, you know, Midgar Serpents or under Eric Kohler, either way. Uh, message me through there. Um, yeah, I, I plan on getting a website up within the next year or so. I just keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, but mm-hmm. I'll get to it eventually. Uh, as far as shows, I do a Cheswick PA show, which is pretty much the Pittsburgh show. Hamburg, which I missed you at the last one there, Owen. Man, well, man, I, I did see it briefly. Yeah. But, uh, it was, I'm not going to touch on that. But anyhow, uh, I do Hamburg and Tinley. So. Cool. So we'll see you in October, Tinley. You're going to be set up with us on Carpet Row, and then uh, uh, I'll Absolutely. see you back at Hamburg for uh, the mini Carpet Row that happens there. So, yeah. On the 21st, yeah. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> back-to-back crap. So, yeah, so we'll do that. Um, Sweet. But, yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. It has been awesome. And we finally got to chat up about some of the crazy shit that we got going on. So it was cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And sorry yeah. about that. Uh, like I said, we, we didn't really touch on all the stuff you wanted to talk about. I kind of ramble. So sorry. Right, we'll drag you yes. back no, on no, for no, another we're... episode. No, we don't dude. We, <laughs> after five years of doing this, we don't try to stop you. We just think, okay, cool. Now we can get two episodes out of this guy. So yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
totally fine. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, it's the plan. Now you now you're screwed because you got to come back. So you know. Oh, that's yeah. cool, dude. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, like I said, if All right, man. you need anything, you know how to get a hold of me. So. Cool. All right. Have a good All right, one. See you, Tinley. Thanks. Have a good right. one. Later. There, man. Lots of stuff. Um, yeah. We'll have to like have you and him have uh, similar taste. Except we for you, we well, we do. <laughs> Shut up! All right, I'll get there. All right, I know. Trust me, it burns a hole in my like heart every day. Okay, I know. I need to get the locality coastal. <laughs> Trust me, I know. So we'll get there. Um, but I'm just reminding you. That's I know. I'm Thank I'm you. Here to, I'm here to help you, man. I'm here to help you. Aren't you missing a scrub locality? You go have to buy or something like that. <laughs> yeah right. Um, yep. Speaking of speaking of scrubs, um, next, next week, week we're gonna be talking. <laughs> we're gonna be talking with Lawrence. Oh man, I hope I don't butcher his name. Do it. Do it. Uh, Kensington from close Mark Pythons. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be coming at you at a special 6 p.m. Eastern time. Standard Time. <laughs> Only because, you know, we were talking back and forth. So, uh, you know, scrub python people are notoriously difficult to get on the show because I don't know if they're like introverted people that don't like to talk or what. I don't know, but it just seems like um, there's a few of them that, that you're will, digging a that, very big hole. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Well, what I'm saying is, is that so, like, when you see somebody that, uh, you know, seems to be wanting to promote the species and what they do and whatnot, um, I jump Did, on that. So didn't we, didn't we ask, there was some guy who produced scrubs last year and posted up everywhere that he produced the scrubs. And we're like, hey, come on, tell us how you did it and promote your scrubs and promote your thing. And he's like, no. And we're like, really? <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So be it. Yeah, it's just yeah, whatever. a weird thing, but <clears throat> um, there's not a lot of people that, for one, they're, they're, you know, I think what happens is a lot of people, they don't really know what they're they're doing yet to where they feel comfortable necessarily going on a podcast I have, and talking about I have no idea. I have no idea what, I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm on it constantly. Yeah. So, yeah, weekly. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you just got to convince them to do that. Anyway, uh, Lawrence, um, he produced uh, a, a clutch of highlands, and I guess they should be hatching any day now. But um, So he lives over in England, maybe, or maybe he lives he lives somewhere over in Europe. And basically at 9 p.m. here, it's 2 a.m. there, you know, kind of right. like what so. we did with Casper. And yeah. uh, he was willing to do that, but, you know, history says, uh, has, has showed us that you're usually not at your optimal, uh, you know. Wasn't wasn't Casper, like, falling and... asleep during the last time yeah. we talked to Casper? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Casper's ruined the late-night talk show for us. Good job. So, so, so we're going to do it at 6. Um, only because I think it's I think it's important to get um, any kind of scrub people that have had success with breeding them uh, on the show to talk about what they did. 
So we're going to be talking about, you know, his collection, how he keeps them, acclimating, cool. uh, you know, wild-caught stuff, and, you know, what he did to breed them, and what's the future of his projects, et cetera. So it uh, should be a cool show. Awesome. Um, I want to make sure we throw out the, the Northwest Carpet Fest. Uh, is uh, around the corner as well, Saturday, September 16th. And uh, it's at Doug Taylor's house. So you can get in touch cool. with Doug or Amy, uh, one of them, and they'll be able to uh, to hook you up with uh, some details. I know they have their own uh, Facebook page. It's uh, NWCF, and it's uh, I think it's a new one in parentheses, but um, that's the Northwest uh, Carpet Fest page. So if you're in that area, uh, I think it's uh, definitely worth taking the trip to hang out with some of those uh, pretty cool guys up there. Uh, yeah. Some pretty cool girls as well. So uh, you should definitely uh, make the uh, make the trek if you can. Um, oh, and I forgot to say this at the beginning of the show, and it yeah. totally slipped my mind. So, so I'm driving through upstate New York, right? Yeah. And I'm driving through this this patch, and we stop to get gas, and it's like, I mean, there. This has got to be like some of the most desolate mountain country that I've ever seen. Anyway, yeah, New York's weird like trees, that. Or yeah, it was, yeah. it was really strange. So there's these trees over in like this, um, I guess like uh, I don't know, big open ground, but the trees on like the edge edge of the of the of the field um, right we're kind of like snapped and broken down so yeah i took a picture of it but i forgot to send it to you i'm like oh my stop god it. i gotta send this stop to it. owen stop Sasquatch it was here. knock it off because you know what there's some idiot that actually <laughs> believes <tree> that <laughs> i know oh my god oh, a car man. didn't just plow into it clearly you sasquatch <laughs> No, no, clearly these were broken up farther up. No, and they were stop like, it. Nuts. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. She's like, what? what? Owen doesn't like Bigfoot? I said, no. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Don't ever bring Bigfoot up. Don't you ever do that. He will, he will might punch you. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but Dorrance, your wife uh, knows that you do things just to watch me squirm and get pissed off. So, you know. <laughs> Right before Texas, you were having me watch a bunch of YouTube stuff, and I'm, like, screaming at the TV show. He's like, you're getting real mad. I'm like, he does this on purpose. So, yeah. <laughs> you all pissed off yeah. for no reason. Yeah. So. Uh, but that that was my Bigfoot story. Um, no. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, next week we got uh, Lawrence, and we're talking um, scrub pythons, and, hey, Eric will like this one. Uh, the following week, we got uh, Nick Botini coming back, um, and we're going to be talking about short tails. And Nick recently uh, quit his day job and is doing snakes full time. Uh, so I thought it would be interesting to talk to somebody that uh, that, hey. that did that. And more power to you. To do that. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. It's a gutsy move, man. It's a gutsy hey. move. Like right. I said, more power too if you can figure it out and do what you love. You're 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 18 steps ahead of me because I could never do it. I don't believe so. So, do you want to tell people real quick before we jump off what? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, 
I know the diehards are going to be like, you didn't talk about it. Right, yeah. So, uh, and I blame you for this entirely. Um, Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because you got got me on this healthy living, dieting, and cooking stuff. Uh, I realized very quickly that I didn't have food prepped for what would have been Sunday. So Saturday night, I decided I'm just going to quick bust out some foods, which I did. I had all my protein set up, had them all weighed out, and I said I'm going to quick cut a bell pepper and get everything going with that. So I got this new thing called a mandolin, which for those of you who never used it, it is pretty much a board with a very sharp razor blade and a gap. And what you do is it helps slice things like, you know, peppers, some of that thin little slices. And it comes with finger guards. Well, my dumb ass didn't use the finger guard. So uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to figure out exactly what happened. But I'm just going to tell you, I'm missing the tip of my finger. It's gone. <laughs> Cut it clean off. It's wow. no more. <laughs> so uh, it's I stopped right pretty much from the tip to right where my fingernail starts on my right index finger. That's all gone. So, uh, wow. Yeah. And uh, that was... Not a Holy fun shit. way to spend Saturday. Yeah, that's the same thing. Uh, same finger I did. I got caught in the slicer. Really? And, uh, oh well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm finding out I, that uh, my, my right hand is where everything gets mangled because that's where the Kawadi Mundi ripped my ring finger nearly down to the bone, <laughs> and the alligator got a hold of that hand too. So a lot of shit. Like my right hand is all scarred and malformed. My left hand is like what it should be. So it's like, <laughs> looking at the two of them, I'm like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, so I've done a lot. So, yep. Yeah, when I started when I started in the supermarket business, they didn't have, like, safety features on uh, slicing <laughs> equipment and stuff. It was just a chainsaw so that you were kind some... of going at meat with. Yeah, so. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was talking to some girl and got me distracted, <laughs> and I didn't realize. I didn't realize that the slicer was still on because nowadays they have it where it automatically turns off. Nah, yeah. nah. I was cleaning it and I left it. I left the blade open and running. Mm-hmm. And I turned around and I had a rag in my hand and I just stuck my hand right on it and shoot. Uh, I didn't even know I got cut. You couldn't even feel. Yeah. It. So let me I ask didn't... you something. Afterwards, when you went in to get it looked at, yeah, did they like. Did they pour shit on it and poke at yeah, it? Yeah, they clean. Well, let me, uh, like, here's the thing is I absolutely just, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest I don't want to go to the doctor person you'll ever meet. Like, I okay. I have to be dying. I have to be close to death before I'll be like, all right, maybe it's time to go to the hospital. So, <laughs> you know, okay. so a lot of times I will avoid this. So it, I first thought I couldn't get the bleeding to stop. So I have that quick clot powder from like shaving kits and crap like that i use that which um that hurt <laughs> oh, man. Mm. that hurt a lot that hurt a lot oh, so yeah. that was that was fun and uh then kind of like the next because like around sunday i went through the whole i went to walgreens and bought a bunch of stuff to clean it and patch it up so sunday and monday i'm kind of like everything's fine today i woke up and it was you know swollen it was hot, then I'm like, yeah, all right. So I went to urgent care today, and that's when they scrubbed it up. They gave me antibiotics, and they told me to not go anywhere near blades anymore. So, and so, which let me ask I had to, you. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, good. Well, then I, I I got it. They okay. cleaned it up, and then the problem is, is that I had to clean 
snakes and stuff. So I have my cousin coming over because, you know, you don't realize it, but you use your hands a lot when you're cleaning snakes and you hit things and it hurts <laughs> like shit. All these babies are biting like the index finger. I'm like, how do you know oh. that that's worth it? Like, you bastards. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. What a, so he's going to come over and do all that for me. So. That was the worst pain that I've ever uh, had in my entire life was when yeah. they they didn't even give me a warning or anything. They <laughs> said, okay, well, we can't stitch it because there's nothing to stitch. There's nothing left. And I was yeah. like, okay. So they're just yeah. like, um, okay, well, here we go. We're just going to clean it out and bandage it up. So they poured whatever they poured in. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to yep. rip the sink out of the wall because yep. it hurt so bad. Oh, my God. It was the worst. I guess because it's all your nerves and stuff are in the it tip will of your finger and it's all exposed. Yeah. Holy oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it was it – was, it was not enjoyable, and I have to type now. It's sitting at my desk, and that's really annoying too. So it's so now you're doing it like without left-handed, like one finger without, without, without right my, hand. my one <laughs> my one finger's raised up. Yeah, and I'm just oh yeah, uh huh. So oh, that's fun. That's fun. It was not uh, yeah. So that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was a week and a half ago. I was cutting same thing, cutting healthy food. I was cutting up fruit. And uh, I did it to my left finger, though, but I was cutting it, and yeah. I knew that it was not the right thing to do. I think I even told this story, but I knew it was not the right thing to do, and I opened up this bag of lettuce with this knife. With the knife, shoop, right. right. You said finger. <laughs> well, and it's funny, because I told this to you and Matt, and Matt's like, you know, I just had a Twinkie, and I'm fine. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> That's like I just had a tasty cake and I didn't have to do shit and all my fingers are dead. <laughs> yeah. You know. Thanks. Uh, but we'll look good for Tinley, I guess, you know. <laughs> I, I I hope so. I mean, dude, it is yeah. it's flat. <laughs> it's like, you know, where it used to be round is now a plateau. So it's like that's yeah. it's not good. So hopefully I'll heal up by Tinley. Um if not I'll just have a you know a really cool scab. But yeah, either way. <sighs> cool deal. That was All this right. weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds like fun. Uh mm. check out uh us Marais Python Radio or website MariahPythonRadio.com. Um and uh you can stay up to date with us on our Facebook page. Uh you can follow us on Twitter at Marais Python. You can listen on uh the show uh, on demand, whenever you want, iTunes, Blog Talk, Stitcher, whatever podcast app you got, uh, just type in Morelli Python's radio, and you should be good to go. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, <laughs> you think we're idiots, whatever, email. Well, yeah, we did, though. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell um, you that. <laughs> yeah. I want to throw uh, throw something out for Ian, uh, Ian Bissell. Um, if you're going down to the dose, Dotana. Dot Dotana. Oh Dotana. Dotana. Who down there doing Dotana? Yeah, that's enough. You need to sit down. Daytona. You know, you had one you had one freaking day off. So, you know, and now you can't talk. I know. So. Now I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Daytona uh Reptile Expo. Um they're doing a get together for um 
the Southeast Carpet Fest that they're trying to put together. Um, so uh, if you're interested in helping, participating, whatever, uh, hit Ian up and uh, maybe you can be involved in the planning of it. But uh looks like it's going to be a pretty cool event. Hopefully they get off the ground. So Ian Bissell, hit them up, and uh, um, hopefully they can get that uh, get that going. Um, yeah. uh, talked about uh, Carpet Fest. I uh, have to throw rep the links out. got to give a shout-out to Nick. I got in the mail the other day when I came back a uh, lizard scent, gecko scent, fish scent, and frog scent. Um, all new products that Reptilinks offers. Um, so feeding will never be a trouble again. Uh, <laughs> pretty much got the uh, gauntlet covered. Um, uh, so big shout out to them, reptilinks.com. If you don't know what Reptilinks is, I would recommend going back and listen to uh, the episode with Nick. Uh, and uh, he goes into depth about the product and, and the results and <clears throat> what he's seen by using it. Uh, I've had really good results using it. Um, and uh, I have a couple, a couple iffy feeders, some of the poison ivy babies. I'm actually going to try some of those scents and stuff get them going, but uh, definitely worth checking out. Reptilinks.com um, for all your prey needs for your reptiles. Uh, as far nice. as myself, Evie Morelli, you can follow uh, what I'm doing on my Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, uh, my website, always to keep in touch with what I got going on. EbMorelia.com uh, is the website, and if you have any questions, send it to Eric at EbMorelia.com. Uh, and uh be happy to get back with you. My next show that I will be doing will be Tinley Park uh, in October. So that's all I got. Cool. Uh, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Check out all the stuff we got going on there. I will be taking pictures of the new babies. Uh, I'm waiting for a few guys to shed, and then we'll kind of bust those out. So keep an eye for that. The next show that I have coming up will be October Tinley Park. And I'll be right next to Eric on Carpet Row. And then after that, on the 21st of October, I have the Hamburg Reptile Show right there. So that's all we got. And that's all we have for you guys tonight. So we will say thank you for listening. And we're going to catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. <laughs>